Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, and we are live. The last word with Lord Cognito, Ibantis, Ty Guy, Travis, fresh on that Thursday evening, Destiny Care Fire. And we're not laid off, y'all. We still have our jobs. We're good. We're employed. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> but E, the cheetah, how are we doing, sir? Uh, doing pretty good. Had a relaxing morning. Uh, just went to go get a massage and then went to... Go grab some tacos because apparently it was happy leap day at Torchy's Tacos. So I was like, all right, there's an excuse to get some tacos. I got those. Also, I, as I was driving there, it was like in the same almost across the parking lot as a Trader Joe's. That's a oh, dangerous, really? dangerous shopping experience for all the random crap that they have in there when I don't go. But every blue moon, so I was walking through and I was like, oh, those, 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 those. We have a few. They're not. Ooh. There's like. This would be, I guess, this one I honestly didn't know existed. There's three, I guess, that I can think of in, like, the Ooh. whole Metroplex. But, yeah, there's a couple. But, yeah, you walk in. I'm like, all right, skip the entire bakery section because I just want to eat all of it. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, my wife actually, I can't eat almonds because I have, um, I can't do tree nuts allergy. for an allergy. But they had, my wife was like, oh, if you're there, you get chocolate-covered almonds. There's, like, four different types of chocolate-covered almonds. and It's just crazy. So, yeah, walking through there is a little dangerous. Got a couple things. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, been playing a couple things. I rolled credits on Pacific Drive. Oh, I heard good things. I heard great I've, things. I actually enjoyed that. For me, I mean, just like I was rolled credits on stream, was playing through that. From the hip, I would give that an eight. Um, okay. I, I really enjoyed that, what it did with, like, I remember probably talking to you about it like a few weeks ago or when I did the preview, like that early like getting through the crafting and then not dealing with the damage too well. And it felt like I was just like, why am I stuck in this loop where I go out, get damaged. Then I come back. I don't even have enough for like repair putty and basic things. Mm -hmm. As soon as I like understood like the loop just to like go yeah. out and kind of the risk of when the, when you like pick up the anchor, which kind of stabilizes the zone. As soon as you unstabilize the zone, it is time to leave and go back to the garage. Once that loop kind of set in and then I understood like what was going on, just the voices were well done. The story was kind of cool and unique. Um, and for just a roguelike with the driving and it's just a unique, weird. Seems like a game I would like. It is such a bizarre. And the nice thing is, again, if you're like, hey, this whole car damage thing is really starting to piss me off. Or I don't want to. I just want to leave my headlights on all the time. Or mm -hmm. I don't want to worry about fuel. They have so many settings, kind of similar to the way I appreciated that um, Prince of Persia had major difficulty yeah. choices. This is the same way because you could turn off car damage, player damage, infinite fuel, um, 
infinite headlights, basic stuff like that. And then you could work on what tools and things you want, not have to quite have so much friction as you go on and runs and try and have to get so many supplies. So I actually ended up really liking that one quite a bit. Um, I'm playing something else a little bit. Uh, we'll see mm -hmm. how much coverage comes on that, but I can't talk about that one yet. NDA boys, NDA boys. Ryan, I do that NDA. <laughs> and then I've been playing some Helldivers still, just kind of dabbling when I get time in between some other stuff. It's still fun to just go in, go for a couple of runs, level up a little bit, drop a bomb on things. Just it's yeah, it is a fun game. It. I'm glad to see it successful. And then uh, Nightingale. So that Ooh. is one that is so it's a survival crafting. A little bit of a magical spin. I think I told about it before. Yep, last time. Mm -hmm. um, I talked to one of the com like community guys I talked to. One of the big... It's like, it's early access and you can... It has a little bit of that feel, but it's an Unreal Engine, so I can see that it's got... It's got a lot of potential with some tweaks to it. Mm -hmm. Like for survival crafting, crafting from what you have in storage, it's not there. It needs to be there. Like, absolutely needs to be there. Because it is a pain point of like, all right, let me go over here and pick this thing up, pick these three friends up over here, go over here. And it's the crafting is so deep and detailed. It's cool, but it's almost too complicated. Yeah. It, that's it's what gets it's me at that point. And that's, <laughs> well, that's kind of the thing. Like, certain things are, like, if you get certain parts and you can do a few basic up, that's why Pacific Drive, like, you get metal scraps, oh, you turn those into steel sheets. Cool. Right. That's most of what I did. Pretty basic. This one, if you get like wood, then you can turn it into carved wood or you can turn it. Into, there is so much depth. But the difference is like if you get the wood from your original zone, chop down mm -hmm. a tree in your original zone, you're like, all right, so I got some wood bundles. Take them back. You do something. Well, if you go into a higher level zone and you get like higher level wood bundles, they start infusing higher stats and things when you put them into gear and when you kill bigger animal, like better animals. The hide mm -hmm. that you use to make your gear can actually be upgraded. It's like there's a lot of depth to it, but it is very, very like if somebody really loves this genre, yeah, they, they could go they could go lose like a hundred hours. But it's like yep. a first time into it, that's that's a little hard hard yeah, to get over I that initial. Thing for me. <laughs> no, that that one and that that that's a hard that's an interesting recommend because I it's early access, it's 30 bucks right now to jump in. I kind of enjoy what it does in some places. And I think maybe long-term with the realm cards and the biomes, it's something where they set themselves up with the procedural piece mm -hmm. to kind of give themselves a really big runway to make it as big as they kind of want to. Um, but right now, if you really like survival crafting, that is like your jam. This is it. You could probably jump in and have a whole bunch of depth, but it is, it's, it's rough around the edges needs, needs a few tweaks. I think the crafting from storage like is coming in March, like it's not that far. That is a high priority for them, I know. But yeah, that's that one. That's that's one that's got potential, I think, as well. Other than that, I'm just kind of looking to later in March. A lot of later in March. There's so much there. So, yeah. but for now, that's kind of what I'm up to. Travis, what have you been doing? If you can talk about it, of course. Uh, yeah, I can say that I finished my Outlast Trials review this uh, week, which um, is embargoed until March 5th, I believe, which is five days from now uh but uh yeah that one's done and in the bag my next reviews are earth defense force six and the new south park game so <laughs> I am got so... some, some... that south park game i can't quite figure out what it is i will be very curious to hear more about that one. yeah i mean it's a direct sequel to the fractured butthole so <laughs> i'm 
would expect it to be good, but also I don't know why there's been so little fanfare or, or word out on it. Like I haven't seen any of it, so maybe it sucks. I guess we'll see. Um, I can't really talk about any of the stuff I previewed, but I think since the last time, uh, the last time we chatted, I finished my skull and bones review, mm. which I had a lot of fun with. I'm actually still playing that game from time to time. Oh, wow. Cause, wow. uh, some of my friends uh, are enjoying it, so we're hopping on together and playing. Nice. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I went to uh, Texas this mm-hmm. last week to uh, do a comedy show, so that was fun. Um, we back on stage? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got hired to do a roast, um, oh. so I, I, went and, I went and made fun of some people, which was cool. <laughs> um Actually, I have a bit of a story because, as you know, Ibantis, it was in Texas. Uh, and when I got to the venue, I started setting up and I, I took out my laptop and I asked the staff uh, what the Wi-Fi was. Like, what's the Wi-Fi situation? And she goes, yeah, uh, our Wi-Fi network is called Hunter Biden's laptop. Ayo. And I was like, <laughs> okay. So obviously I'm in Texas. And then... Uh, I said, okay, what's the password? And she said, it's Hunter Biden's laptop. It doesn't have a password. Hey, yo. <laughs> well, I mean, I live here. So, I live in, yeah. so I, so I will Just, say, like, if, if you're ever wondering how Texas is divided up, you have, like, major cities. Austin, Dallas, not so much Fort Worth, even though it's a little purple, but Austin, Dallas, San Antonio, El Paso, like, the major hubs are pretty blue. You can just throw red at basically the rest of the state though. <laughs> you can just, just throw the bucket and then like <laughs> yeah, just, just cover up yeah, cover <laughs> up those four cover up those four little things. Well, I was I was I was in Austin, which is why I was surprised, but I was also in a comedy club and that's a funny joke. That's like funny. it's it just yeah. a, that's just a yeah, funny joke. Like fun. yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter what yeah. side of the fence you're on. Yeah, that's, that's a funny. That was, yeah, that was pretty it's good. It's just it's just a good joke. So yeah. that made me laugh. Um, but yeah, that went well. So yeah, I've, I've been, uh, doing some reviews, some previews, but most of it I can't really talk about yet, but, um, yeah, keeping busy and then also just working on other projects. And I think I'm getting more time or it feels like I'm getting more time this year because I have, uh, a destiny, uh, drought a little bit. Mm-hmm. So not a whole nice. lot to do there. Nice, nice. Although it sounds like maybe that'll change. Yeah. Yeah. We got stuff to talk about. Yeah. For me, it's what, you talk? what are you about yeah, to it's, I've been a lot playing a lot actually. Um, so obviously, no life, infinite wealth a week and a half ago. Finished Great. it, um, 100 plus hours, loved it. It's got its flaws, but because I think they try to do so much, they try to like combine like two major stories and put them together. But I really enjoyed it. And I like the, the callbacks were really cool. The side games are absolutely hilarious. So, did that. And then I'm like, all right, what's the next big thing? And I'm pre- I'm prepping for Final Fantasy, which I'm going to start probably tonight. But um I wanted to give myself a break in between. So, I've still been doing um Tekken 8 competitive, which has been absolutely hilarious. And then um what you call it? Um there's a <laughs> I said, like, you know what? Let me try a Game Pass game. I, I never touched. Was it Gotham Knights? What was it that it came yeah. out? It, yeah. <sighs> I reviewed it. Five out of uh, ten. IGN. Bro, I tried. Like, I was like, you know what? Maybe things are better. I heard. I, I stood away from everything. I never, you know, when the reviews are going on, I didn't get involved. But I had my eye on it, and I was just like, I feel like you're better served playing art. Well, the funny thing is, I think Arkham Knight has higher player yeah. bases than Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad is under a thousand players. Wow. Concurrent on Steam. 
Wow. Yeah. So that yeah, it's not very well, good. The frame rate was just horrible. The best part I like was but, the yeah, bit. Suicide Squad at least performs better. I will say yeah, that. That's no, what I heard. No. That's what I heard. But the, like, I couldn't deal with the frame rate. I like the little investigative stuff, but the combat felt slow, like molasses repent. I just couldn't do it. So other than that, then I shot the back for then the crew actually played a little destiny. Got Crota finally nice. done. Oh. Finally, did nice. you get Necrochasm or were you nah, not that I got lucky? Like, like three souls, you know. I was yeah. hoping I get lucky. that's where I'm at. I'm like three or four souls or something. I was like, Come yeah. on, Destiny, I ain't playing a while. Give me the give me the one shot for all of them. Oh, you, <laughs> you've like got a... your rested experience in Destiny and you wanted to cash it in on yeah. uh, the exotic, yeah. No, all right, Jesus was not having any of that. He's nah. like, No, you're gonna get back in here, you go play. And I'm like, Ah, so I did that and it's messing around with some builds and stuff. But uh, yeah, that's been pretty much it. I'm probably going to be no life in Final Fantasy next. So I was just trying to give myself a break because I know that's what I'm going to do next. But yeah. I had one other game. I totally forgot. Which one? It's the stupidest little game. I think it's 65 megabytes or something. It's Bellatro. Now, I don't know if any of you guys have seen this thing. I forgot. I was like, I'm playing it it right now. Yeah. I have like a, a round in the other room on my Steam Deck just like paused. This is. Have you heard of this one? Have you heard? Okay. It's, oh wow! Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's a roguelike kind of poker game. Looking at it now, and it's kind of like Play the Spire, except for it yeah. uses. It's actually based off of a game called Big Two. Mm-hmm. If you know what that is, it's that I haven't game. heard of. Is this yeah. the card joint you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like you'll go through a roguelike, but then you are like, well, it's not poker. You're not playing hands against each other. You're trying to basically play a hand and between the chips you get, which are usually based around point values, and then the multipliers and stuff all come from like the jokers you acquire. It all kind of comes into this just trying to stack multipliers on multipliers on chips and everything. So you're just trying to really lean into a certain play style, um, whether it's like I had one where I was going for as many straights as I could. So you can level up a straight to give you more points and more chips. Uh, so then if you have straights uh play more and then you have one joker that will give you 100 chips for every straight that you play and you're trying to go through each of these basically you know mini boss mini boss boss for a round and they require you to earn so much more points as you go it's this weird little thing but it works really well it's uh and then you unlock more jokers and you've got different cards that can change cards into other cards and give them little modifiers to them it is a weird little thing but the more you play, you're like, it's one of those just one more run kind of games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and it's dangerous, but it's also nice because I can pick up and be like, I'll just get a run in while I'm sitting here, you know, mm-hmm. waiting for something to happen. It, It's, it, and you can do a short run if you can get through like the main eight bosses, yeah. or you can just go endless and see how high you can take nice. your points. You can take it either way. Nice. That's what uh, Vampire Survivors is for me. That's my little late night sometimes. Unwind and then like, I see how far I go kind of thing. I feel you. Mm-hmm. So what's going on in this game, man? What's happening? What game do you speak of, sir? What's going on? I think I heard things is happening. I see little little things. Sorry, I'm. He's being quite vague. Anybody else feel? <laughs> I heard. I heard about things about, about games, Guardians, about things and stuff. What's things going and on? Stuff. Uh, what, what's happening? Is this game actually? Putting out content? What's, what's Sorry, going on? somebody's sp- spamming my Twitch chat with just Oh yeah, we gotta get them, get them, get them. Get them. No. Don't get don't em. stop my accounts. <laughs> I have to earn a living too. <laughs> Hotfortheight.com. Stop it. Yep, that's right. <laughs> get them. Uh, uh, there we go. Okay. Destiny. Nice. Nice. 
Sorry about that for all the live and listeners. So this week in Destiny coming around and they went hard with uh, Guardian Games with one thing. I get one thing is going to make every single person who has played Destiny, who hasn't installed, who hasn't played in five months, everybody's going to log in to do whatever it takes to get this one thing. And I probably could tell you I would not have guessed this going in, but they are going back to the 80s with the movie reference. And um, you're probably going to hit about 88 miles an hour. And it's hoverboard time. Hoverboard time. I cannot actually believe we are getting a vehicle that is not a sparrow. And I can. I mean, yeah, I, you saw it coming. Does this not strike you guys as amazingly like something that was supposed to be in Lightfall that got cut? I mean, it feels like it with the. Um, There's Strider. a hoverboard in that campaign. Yeah, Strider, yeah. Good. Mm, it's good got place. a. It's got a neat. It's got a neon techno futurist vibe to mm-hmm. it too mm-hmm. yeah this would make strikes sense. me as uh as something that didn't quite make the cut that they threw in later mm-hmm. yeah i'm looking at that uh that what you call it that uh that emblem very light not that that's bad by the way yeah but... lightful colors inspired yeah i can see it i can see it so yeah <laughs> we get no no i'm looking it's so you're going to have the Guardian Games one that you can get. Everybody can get it for free through a basic quest. And then they said there's something where you, if you need to want to keep it permanently, which you're going to, you have to complete one of their quests. I don't imagine those are going to be crazy difficult. Stuff like this is never that in-depth. They said there's also going to be um, an Eververse, of course, skimmer as well. Mm-hmm. Don't know what it looks like yet. But that will be what do you so what do you think the Eververse one's gonna be? Do you think they go lightfall and do like do you think they go that way? Do they go think they get like some Back to the Future or Silver Surfer or yeah, that's what they go get me. If, if they I get Silver Surfer, oh, if they get Silver Surfer. Can you imagine if it was Silver Surfer? Finished. No, you you know how you would you would empty your wallet if it was Silver Surfer, and then when you jump on, you like silverify. Yeah, they, they, uh, just to piss off Travis. That's not up. a real term, but I, you know what I mean. You got it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, this this is speaking to me. So, yeah, I mean, you know they're going to do something cool. They're going to do something cool. They have something in mode or something as well. You know how they do. You, you know how Test does. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not surprised. But, yeah, this is this is pleasant. A little surprise. I didn't see this coming. I thought it was, uh, thought it showed well, you know. Oh, I, I, I question for both of y'all. What about... um? Maybe, you know, we all been wanting Sparrow Racing League. Do we get uh, HRL? Hoverboard Racing League? No. <laughs> is this the prelude to HRL? We don't. No. Now, what I wish is if you could ride on your Sparrow and shoot. Mm. Now, if you could do that, that would actually be the next level of Game Changer. But yeah, if they could do a battle arena with hoverboards. Well, they have... I wonder now, because they did the Sparrow... Crucible mode where you can get your sparrow mm-hmm. out. Now you're going to be able to do this. Flirting. Now you just got to put them together with sparrow, with like Mad Max sparrow racing or something. I don't know what you call it. There There's go. somebody's got better naming. We got the old assets somewhere. Just give us the damn maps. Yeah. <laughs> Flip the assets, budget. You good at that? Let's go. 
But yeah, this is one True. of those this is one of those rare moments where I feel like truly everyone's gonna be like, somewhere in these three weeks, they may not care about medals, they may not care about crucible score and guardian games, but they're gonna want the new sparrow type. Yeah. They're gonna log into final shape. They wanna they want a hoverboard. I mean you got the Velcro white sneakers and the pink hoverboard. I mean, come on. Like <laughs> you gotta do it. Very cloud striders, you know, you know. Yeah, interesting. It is interesting. I'll give them that. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of the armor? Let me take a look. Look. So briefly, let's see. It I looks cool. You, I was like, I'll give I them that. The war. Mm-hmm. I think the hunt. The Titan helmet looks weird. He looks like he has these two little like nubs on his head. The like warlock has ears. like the big wing. They're not even tall enough to be cat ears. <laughs> they're very weird looking to me like i don't mind the color styles mm. of course they're gonna be your yellow your blue your red and they mm. look decent with like the he's got the almost like a little kind of fire crown thing in yeah, front crown but thing. it's just i don't know what those two little nubs are doing on top it's very <laughs> weird that's the only thing for me is just the helmet like the rest yeah. of it you know the helmets love, look generally pretty cool yeah i love the warlock helmet love it i just don't know how i feel about the the rest of the ensemble, you know. So hunters, I think, got it to me. Hunters look really sleek. Look, look cool. What you guys looks, think? I don't. It's hard to tell the the little tassels that are on like the warlock shoulders, like the yeah, blue, the yellow, thing. blue, red, yellow. Like those little tassels, they look like they're on the back of the hunter cloak mm-hmm. as well or cape. Like the hunter helmet, warlock helmet look cool. Mm-hmm. Warlock could look good because it's got that like sleek coat look to it with kind of almost like the. I'm getting I feel tired like of you the full almost... coats a little bit sometimes, though. I mean, you're a warlock. That's what you got. We got big I'm shoulders. Getting, like, we... You got coats. They got capes. That's what we do. He, he, he told do. you just stick with it. He was like, just deal <laughs> with it. Cunt. Just deal with it. That's what you got to like. Yeah. I don't know. I got to see. I got because it's this weird angle to it. Do, do, do they have any shots of it like straight on? Like they have like other angles of it? Oh, I just look. see like this angled shot. I know in Bungie's account they probably got it, but yeah, you know. I love the helmet though. I really love. It. Okay, I see a better shot straight on with the Titan. It is weird, is it? Yeah, it is like the nubs on the ears do look a little. I see what you say. It do look a little. Yeah, that's kind of a different look at the Warlock. Mm-hmm. Hunter. Yeah, yeah, it's alright. Nothing too crazy. Yeah, I don't get a whole lot of. Yeah, I'm looking at the trailer now. What are doing? I think I sent you guys the wallpapers. Yeah, there's yeah, those yeah. same wallpapers. I don't have... Mm-hmm. Yeah, trailer might hold stuff, but... Oh, yeah, here so you go. See, this framed. shows this yeah. shows the helmet for the Titan. This looks goobery. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't get the... <laughs> yeah, it do look weird. It looks incomplete. <laughs> like yeah. It's missing. not done developing. They took it out of yeah. the oven too early. It didn't rise. I don't know what you want to call it, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I'm overly excited about the Titan stuff. Yeah, he's like share the screen with us. <laughs> oh, sorry, I have too many windows going right now. That would yeah. be there'd be a little bit much right now in two streams. <laughs> sorry, Brian. Yeah, sorry, one too many things going on at the moment. Mm-hmm. I would ruin you, all of these about, windows. Deal with it, deal with it Brian. <laughs> How you feeling you... about the uh, outfits? They're okay. I mean, we've kind of seen stuff like this before in Destiny, so um, I hope that they provide a way to get it that doesn't require pulling out the credit card, but we'll see. Armor? Probably not. The first skimmer board? 
does sound quest related. Yes. That is about all I can yeah. promise you. Mm-hmm. No, you're you're not wrong. I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm out here I'm out here wishing for a game. Hey, <laughs> didn't have as many microtransactions. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, is the Humble Bundle still going? Last time I checked, it was like still extended or something. Uh, yeah, still there. Four days left. I swear they keep pushing how long that thing is going to be out there. If you've ever wanted to play, ever, somebody you know, you want to get them into it, 40, yeah. 40 bucks? Do it. $40 for every pack out there. But yeah, so much of that stuff should be free. Mm-hmm. 30th anniversary, Beyond Light, Shadow Keep, Forsaken. At a minimum, those should be free. Witch Queen, right. deeply discounted all the time. And then right. Lightfall, at this point, also should be pretty hard discounted. Didn't I heard like Witch Queen is like, free on PlayStation Network or something. Like, if you're on PlayStation, you get Witch Queen right now, something like that. Oh, Chat, yeah. Um, it's PlayStation Plus. I think Plus, it's part yes. of Plus in March, if I remember correctly. Got you. Okay. One of their offerings, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, this year for Guardian Games, you've got kind of similar stuff where you had your strike scoring that you would go through, doing your multipliers and getting all your kills as you run through it. Nothing too crazy unless you're trying to get on top of the leaderboards. Now they have diamond medallions this time because it was gold and platinum. Platinum was either trials cards or nightfalls, I think. Diamond is going to be an in-game activity, one for PvE, one for PvP. I guess PvP is probably trials or comp. PvE would probably be... I don't know, dungeon, raid, not entirely sure. They say you're limited to three of these per week because mm-hmm. they are worth so much they can just alter the course of a day. Mm-hmm. So if every if everybody saves up their diamonds for like the weekend or something, maybe that, that class can go hard. And they say the third kind is a Twitch drop. So watching Destiny stream for two hours will get you your really? one of the diamond medals. Wow. Yes. Diamond? To watch somebody? Yep. They are trying to... Now, what does that tell you? What does that tell you? They're trying to boost Destiny 2 up in the Twitch directory. Open up numbers, man. That's exactly they what they're shame. doing. There ain't no shame with it. It's like, yo, you want to get the highest... <laughs> you want to get an easy medal? Throw a stream on 1% volume and lurk away. That's what you got to well, do. Here's the thing. Like, is it is it isolated to one streamer? So, like... like no, Daddle gets everything. No, just it's probably an accumulation of it's probably watching Destiny for two hours during the course of Guardian games over the course of the next three weeks. And probably once a week, you'll be able to. I don't know if you'll be able to get all three from that per week. Right. So, again, maybe. not 
not for clarification, not one streamer, right? They're not picking one streamer. No, they go watch just him. go watch a Destiny streamer. Oh, okay, got you. Popul- I that populate, the, <laughs> populate the directory. That's what they're trying <laughs> to like, do. Okay. Yeah, I, that's, like a, that's, that's a big thing right now is how streamable is your game? People mm. use that. Developers use that as like a metric of success. Mm-hmm. I mean, Twitch drops with, I swear, Nightingale had Twitch drops. Suicide Squad had tr- Twitch drops. Like, a lot of things try and get people to look at your game. Yeah, yeah. that is <laughs> all right. All I mean, right. they've done it before. They've done it before with like new expansions and stuff. And it's like for some of the bigger streamers, it's huge that you can get an emblem by gifting two subs to a Destiny streamer. And if you do that to the stream, you can get you know you can get an emblem, or I think it was an emblem. Yeah, like there are big streamers that loved those times. They're like, oh man, yeah. big big numbers and stuff. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, this is this okay. is just please populate the directory. Please please watch Destiny. Please that's, please that's please, please clap. Please check us out. Please clap. <laughs> please I please clap. It. Oh yeah, Hell Divers had Twitch drops. That's right, they did too. Oh, they ran out of codes. It did, yeah, so it is common. Well, it's common. We got to do. We got to do. Hmm. Uh, so again banking medallions in the tower trying to rank up a little bit you've got different glows and who's the best in the tower look and all of those things from previous years uh your laurels and then you know working your your way up the like bronze gold silver platinum score platforms to get your awards for the week circle Mm -hmm. but if i mean if you if you get to the point where you can run the like the nightfall and you run one Run one over here, get your points. Run one over here, you're basically done for the week. Yeah. So then, if you really want to gl- grind out medals for your class, you can. But yeah, that's Ooh. that does feel like it's not too much activity change. But whatever it, the quest is for the skimmer, that's what you'll see everybody doing. Yeah. And then they got some new shoulder glow thing. What's this weekly performance in the nightfall? Second shoulder glow. What was that? Uh, what was what was that thing back in the day? The glow slots that they had on all your characters. Oh, you was it, um, chroma? Is, is we talking yeah, chroma? Chroma. Days? chroma. Yeah, yeah, chroma. You're right. Ooh. Got it in chroma. one. Good on you. Chroma days. I remember that. We was all excited. <laughs> yeah. Change stuff. Yeah. Still don't have like that right dusty two. Do not correct. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, so you get a shoulder glow linked to your performance in the Nightfall playlist. Second shoulder glow for your weekly performance is Supremacy or Gambit. So they got PvE and they got PvP. Mm-hmm. Bronze, silver, gold glow, depending on the shape of in the shape of a laurel for your Friday coordination. See, that's always the thing that's a little annoying. Because like during the week, you can do the recreational playlist, and then like for the competitive the the scores that matter, you can do those on Friday. So it's like this one's over here, and then three days later you can do this one. It's like, but I don't think you can ever do the first one right at the start. Mm, right away. Gotcha. So it's always like every other week if you want. I mean, the rewards aren't bad if you go through and you do one decent nightfall, especially yeah. if it's match made and people kind of have an idea what they're doing. You'll go through and you'll get like a core and prisms and enhancement cores. I mean, if somebody's looking for upgrade awards for a free player, yeah, yeah. they can probably go do a couple yeah, a strikes shower. and you know get a quick run of rewards. But mm-hmm. if you're sitting there at the capacity of most of those, like a lot of us are, not really so much you're going to get yeah. from this one. I did a lot of the coil, and that thing just floods you once you finish the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Like, if yeah. you do the yeah. platinum, that final room. Yeah, yeah. platinum did. Oh, God. Like, I was like, man, this is a number one source for mats. Like, oh, yeah. everything. Yeah. Well, like, the mm-hmm. amount of loot you get if you go on a run and you open every side chest and all those, you end up with, like, 12 guns and so yeah. much other stuff by the time I you're done. I Yeah, the coil was very loot generous. 
Yeah, very, 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 very much so. Much. I, I just like the grind and the, the consistent power, you know, challenge mm -hmm. of it. Uh, it also says there's going to be a focus activity every few hours, mm -hmm. so pretty frequent, apparently. Uh, one of the Guardian Games all-star playlists, Nightfall, Supremacy, or Gambit, will be the focus activity. It'll be live for two hours from Monday to Thursday, mm -hmm. and for three hours from Friday to Sunday. And they're a new great way to get medallions and other awards. Okay. So this, okay. So the, actually this is separate from the, what is it? The diamond thing. Yeah. So playing a focus, well, depending on if you're doing medallions, you might, or medals versus medallions. Am, mm -hmm. I, say, am I getting those? Hold on. Now you got medallions. You got medals. I think they're still all medallions. Let me just. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the currency situation is bad when you've got medals and medallions. And I don't think it's we do. I don't, I don't know. If, I, don't know. I think it's just medallions. I think I'm crazy. So you're probably okay. Um, okay, good. Yeah. So as you level up, uh, let's see. So playing a focus activity unlocks up to three tiers of reward packages that go from bronze, silver to gold. With better prizes in each tier, there's one more package, the Champions Package, that, as you can imagine, will go to the class that dominates the focus activity by earning the highest scores. Champions pack Package will fill the medallion case, uh, not including diamond medallions because those are unique. So if you get the Champions Package for your class, your medallion case will be apparently full, so go turn them in, get a good big boost to your class. Mm-hmm. Seems like there's, you know, the director is going to show the exact time everything starts, so you can go. Yeah. Director seems like it's going to be very busy. Yeah, a lot mm. of stuff on there. And then yeah. also next week is the final wish, which is going right. to be prophecy. But something right, happened right. this week where they changed the weekly dungeon, I think, mm -hmm. from Grasp to Prophecy. So I don't know if they're going to yeah. double Prophecy up again or something. It's yeah, because the prophecy sure. loop pool is going to change. They're giving people yeah, the last opportunity to get the weapons oh, that that's, yeah. two or three weapons that they had taken out, from my understanding. Yeah. So they get let they let mm. people farm that. I don't I don't know what would in my head. I don't know what would be in there. There's probably some weird PvP obscure yeah. weapon. It's obscure. It's like a sniper, an auto. I think a side off that those three are coming out. The other so coming back, and then new weapons are coming in and, yeah. and updated uh, perk pools. Uh, I was like, okay. Uh, they're also getting a new weapon to the Guardian Games loot table, which is going to be the Hullabaloo. Yeah. An arc compressed waveframe heavy grenade launcher. Ooh. Uh, it also has some unique perks like Volt Shot in the third column, Chain Reaction in the fourth column. Holler. That's for me. So if you could actually <laughs> get a waveframe heavy grenade Holler. launcher that will clear ads and do all that damage and Volt Shot and Chain. I don't know if it's going to be a beast, but I mean, depending Remember on what it's... This is the second wave frame. We only had one with the yeah. new Amuna, the stasis one. Yep. And then they're buffing it on the day this drops. Yeah. You know how Destiny do. Oh, I know. This is going to be so. I got a feeling this is going to be so. Y'all laughed at me with Dragon's Breath. Y'all scoffed at me, and I told y'all... Y'all laughed at me. Y'all laughed at me about Dragon's Breath, and I said nothing, because I was not a Dragon's Breath user. You was like, it ain't gonna be nothing, Carl. You're gonna be disappointed. It's the same old thing. <laughs> you yeah. know, literally Stand last episode, it. I told you, I was like, hey, I'm all good. I'm on board. And then you still keep trying to bring this yeah. thing a up. Shaman's here, so I gotta instigate. I was, <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, way to be I mean, a, we have now, a lot of Now you're just being a sore winner. Like, you're just, yeah. you're just. 
Yeah, I didn't. I actually, I never, I never got to a chance to be a sore winner about being right about the uh, Final Fantasy VII remake thing either, because you guys got shown up on that one. I wasn't part Did of that. You guys that, see was that? that was y'all. That was y'all. How do you think? Well, okay, I will. Your tell friend, you. Uh, your friend, Lord, what's his face? Uh, Attic. Why am I forgetting his name? Yeah, yeah Lord Attic. With you. He, yeah. He, yeah, no, he made a video explaining to Ebontis why he was wrong. <laughs> and I was like, it was great, dude. I was like, so the more and more but people I, I talk I, to, the more and more people yeah. I talk to, because I was just asking, like, from somebody who hasn't played its perspective, mm-hmm. in like, from my understanding, was that this is not a sequel. And I got, I got a very like, I put a poll. It was sixty forty, and I was like, I yeah, didn't I expect it to be that close. Now it was sixty percent. It was not a sequel, but there was still forty percent. I think YouTube poll was probably closer to 70 30 but either way being as it's basically that divided mm-hmm. there no one seems to come to that that, that like people one. can be wrong though half of the people can be wrong that's that's yeah very but what is what is and they, and they are wrong of, did you ask cog what he thought about this by the way yeah cog was here on that debate yeah, and i, I think he was, was on your side debate. but but I also didn't realize E until after I saw Lord Addict posting about it that you didn't play Final Fantasy VII, told which now makes sense. During the whole debate, I told you the whole time we were here that it was like, but why are you arguing it? You clearly don't know what you're talking oh about. Oh my god, here we go. <laughs> no, but why, I, why I, are you I, arguing it? <laughs> You didn't even play the game. I'm just so surprised that you were even oh, debating it. I'm like, I, I, you clearly I, don't know what you're talking about. Well, if you didn't know that you weren't paying attention during the argument, because you're just ignoring half of what I'm saying. But that's yeah, different. I was, I, 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 I was too impressed by how strong of a stance you were taking. And I was like, I just, I don't understand why he thinks this. But yeah, it makes sense. You, you didn't, you didn't play it. So no, that's why. That's one of the reasons I was truly asking from an outsider's perspective to say, "Hey, Final Fantasy VII remake." You're going through the same plot points as like the first four hours of the other game. How yeah, and I kept, saying no. why, <laughs> I kept saying no. I kept saying no. No, I know, but the, anyway, like all I can yeah. say is like you can think you're right, and there are plenty. There are a lot of people that seem to also okay, agree okay. with you. No, but, uh, but I am right though. No, but I, objectively, I'm right. No, there this are... isn't an opinion statement. Oh, but that was not a... no. <laughs> no. No, eat cog. No, I, until so the I creator I didn't, of, I didn't re- until the creator of that game confirms it for you. It's that's... I, I didn't I didn't I didn't realize how so this is why maybe when last time we argued it we mm-hmm. we didn't I, I was so shocked because I thought everybody was on the same page vis-a-vis mm-hmm. having played Final Fantasy 7. So let me explain to you guys why this is not an opinion. You guys are objectively mm-hmm. wrong. There is a canon in Final, Final Fantasy mm-hmm. This is this is I mean it's not even a defensive point. I'm just explaining mm-hmm. something to you guys. Mm-hmm. There is a chronology, a timeline in the Final Fantasy VII universe, mm-hmm. wherein the first game takes place in between its prequel game and a, I think it's a movie that happens after oh, the game. I'm, yeah. I'm just, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And in the in the movie, one of the character, yeah, one in the movie, one of the characters makes a choice to go back in time and mm-hmm. change the timeline, and that's right. where Final Fantasy VII Remake starts, a.k.a. Final Fantasy VII Remake. that in this game yet. No, we, we have, have. We have. Where? We have confirmed it. It's in the movie. It's part no, of the no, premise. In, in, in Rebirth, in this in the new one, we have to confirm once no, we no, no. finish no, where it, it is. It, has been, it, was, it was confirmed in Remake. That's mm-hmm. part of the story. That's why the timeline's different. And so... The Final Fantasy VII remake literally could not have happened without the events of Final Fantasy VII and the stuff that preceded it, which literally means it's a sequel. So my entire argument during this was like, 
how do you guys not understand it's not a remake? It not literally definitive yet on, on the conclusion it of this trilogy. Definitive. It's not. We don't know yet. I think I think you don't know. No, but that doesn't mean the people don't know. I I actually do know. Like this is, is part of the established did you, did you canon. The trilogy. This no, is part of the. Exactly. I've com- I com- until you complete the trilogy, and we've confirmed that is exactly what that, you that said, is. It is up for debate. It's no, no, that is a. That that's like saying like oh the Krogan are a race in the Mass Effect universe. Well, you can't say that until you complete the trilogy. No, I can play the first no. game, the Krogan, and then know that they're in the game. This it's thing just could still a... swing a whole different direction and then end up back to where Final Fantasy VII was and still have. So it it's not conclusive enough to make these definitive that, statements. How that how, how would that how would that change the fact that it's a sequel though? It the events it's of not of remake definitively a sequel yet. You had to play the first game, complete it, and then we're here now. And up the, until, the, when you play the remake, okay. it starts the same way the first game starts. Thus, because not a of sequel the, yet. Because, <laughs> because of the ending of Final Fantasy VII, the, the mm. remake couldn't have happened. The story couldn't have happened without the game before it. That's like saying, well, until you finish the Mass Effect trilogy, you can't tell me that Mass Effect 2 is a sequel to Mass Effect 1. Yes, I can. Disagree. I really can. I disagree. Yeah, but I mean, you're wrong objectively on this. I just don't know how to. It's a movie, and you're acting like the the events of the movie is definitively what the creators of this game are saying that this trilogy, this rebirth, this sequel is. And I'm not saying Fantasy. Final Fantasy VII is part of why this game remake has to happen the way it has. I just don't think you guys. At first, I thought you guys were just being obtuse, but now I understand. It's. It's it's an education thing. You guys okay, just don't no, know. What you're I was, about. You know, like, you know exactly how the timeline plays out. You I do, exactly and so does Lord Addict, by the way, a guy who conclude. And yeah, and, and you know what's funny though? Yeah, all that's cute, but the poll does not agree with you. The majority of the final fantasy that's okay. community. Come Cog. on, let's let's Cog. do the facts now. Let's do the facts. The, the, the Most of people the are wrong. Fantasy, you can't overtalk me now. The majority of the final fantasy community in the poll said you're wrong and you're losing. Okay. so so that's so okay. That's cute, what you know? Like I Talk, no. talk. Most people are stupid. But I'm on a podcast with three people. They don't know. I get that they're, you and not, your feelings because we, we pulled I'm, it I'm, to the community. The vast Final Fantasy community said, no, it is okay. not a sequel. That well, is okay, what well, once, I know it's struggling you, once, with it, but that's uh, what happened. <laughs> Cog, once you don't have the facts and you have to mm-hmm. look at surveys and say that proves okay. I'm right because right, most people right, are wrong, right. you then you are you are in the you are in the wrong. The whole trilogy ends, concludes, and you got it. I understand that. I, d- I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't have I to. I don't have I to understand how the trilogy. I know how to. You I need to know how, how it works. Concludes to make the no, okay. To, to so, know that it's a okay. sequel. How? Why would I? Okay. That's an insane. Okay. Gotcha. That's an insane okay. stance. Got it. You okay. got it, bro. So, now, in yeah. fairness, I asked. <laughs> <laughs> having not you just, played you're just wrong no no you're, just wrong. Having, you know, you're have, making definitive statements based on things that i'm not concluding yet i choose not I, to do that yeah i, I mean you're, you're and that's fine you can do that you can say i don't know but i do know and you're you're wrong and i don't know at what point you're going to admit that you're wrong I can admit what yeah. I want. The problem is you don't. <laughs> the problem is because you struggle when people disagree with you and the majority feels otherwise you struggle with it. Not I, me. I don't. I have no problem I'm used I'm, I'm used to the majority being wrong. That's like normal. Hey, That's it's like the stance. I, you live in this It's not ego. ego. It's people. Now, I, can't, I don't mo- do ego. I just deal with Cog, what's in front of me. That's how I work. Cog, mo- most people mm-hmm. believe in ghosts. They're okay. wrong. That's, that's, that's okay. Fine. That's, fine. that's, that's fine. people are You're people are right. I get wrong it. All the I time. get it. I get it. You're never wrong. Yeah. I get it. I get it. 
Okay, but in this case, there's an objective answer no, and you haven't studied it. So, that's oh, well, in the poll. Then the poll. Let's take a poll. Let's take a poll. Let's take that's a poll on whether gravity game. is real. We okay, and then the when people if, who played the game, if it's a sequel, they said no. Why okay, are you struggling so, with this? So if I took a poll on whether or not gravity was real and most people said it wasn't, oh does that mean God. it's now fact? Or can the fact disagree with people who don't know what they're talking about? Now that's my question. about real life, tangible things versus a video game. And a exactly, which has a tangible plot to it which sets up a sequence of events that happen based on one another. I mean, if you want to define what a sequel is objectively, meaning that the predecessor has to happen sequentially before the one after okay. it, one pause, by that definition, one pause, one pause. No, no, I just, I was like, we don't even need to go down this train again, mm -hmm. but I will say your whole saying the events of one happen after the other are one of the things the last time we had this debate you didn't agree on because no, it doesn't have to be chronological. And now you are actually turning that back around and no, saying no. it is. No, no, no. Was, you said my, that my, previously. My, yeah, my my point last time was that they're happening in a different timeline. So the timeline sequence doesn't really matter. It's ethereal. But actually in the chronology of the events, the events of Remake couldn't happen without the events on oh, the past okay. one because it created a split. So, but my All point right. is that it doesn't really matter if it's happening at the same time because... This is a game where time travel happens. And so the question of which one happens sequentially in the game doesn't matter. They happen sequentially to the player's perspective because you have to understand the first one for the second one and its changes to make sense. That was my point. But, but again, I was, only, I was only making that debate because I thought you guys knew what you were talking about. And now I know that's not true. So, there we go. Here's the thing again. And I can't let him. He literally he said he didn't play the game. That, that's E. I played the games. <laughs> and I played the, the whole I like, thing. Played, I asked I my brother. I was like, this is so, what I was going to say. It's like, for me, I, said, I literally said it in the debate. That's fine if it didn't come mm -hmm. through clear. My apologies. But that's why I was curious. I put the Twitter polls out there. And... Twitter polls can be wrong. Now, one person I trust about crazy shit like this is my brother. Now, he has been playing these as long as you have as well. Now, in his opinion, he did not agree that it was a sequel. Now, this is the question that I am going to ask is, and we can wait for about, mm, I don't know, 20, let's go 2030, when we're going to get the sequel to whatever comes after Rebirth. I don't. I don't understand why we have to play that to know that this is a sequel, though, since the answer is in remake. It's not conclusive, but okay. That's that's all. How I'm is getting, That's all I'm getting to the point. Is when 2030 happens, we get the final game. Then maybe we'll have more information. But all I can say is, Travis, it does. You, it does seem, unless there is like a factual connection, there seems to be enough division among people right now that it doesn't seem to be clear. Now, if there is some point where you're like hey, this person did this thing in this game that ties into here, and then this game says, hey, this thing that happened right. back here says this. If those are there... That happened in Remake. That's my point. Okay. The, then... events in, the events in Remake, without going to spoilers, the events in Remake, there's a thing that happens that is because of a thing that happened in previous Final Fantasy stuff. And that's that was the big reveal of Remake. And so I think you guys are acting like, well, until the entire story is over, we can't know. And I'm saying... Right. How is that possible? We already reached because the inflection point where we where that was confirmed. 
is well, the problem. You're, you're re- you're, the point that you're reaching for is outside of the video game. You're talking about a movie. This creator has made things non-canon before. So to make these definitive That's statements true. about a video game, and then you're taking the context of a movie outside of the video game and saying, because of this movie, okay. that means you're right. I'm the, not there it's, with it's, you there. It's not just because of the movie, though. The movie expands on something that happens in the game, but it doesn't... It's not like the movie without the movie, you still don't get the canon and the the different timeline of Final Fantasy VII that wouldn't exist without that character doing that thing. Again, we're trying to be kind of vague here, but uh, I I just I think that even if you didn't have the movie and you just had Final Fantasy VII, it would still be a sequel because of the things we know that happened in that game. Okay, let me let me no let me let me ask a question. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I no. don't want to do it. No, 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 no. No, mine's more of a question. <laughs> when I go to actually play these games, I've got to play them at some point. Nothing yeah. really seems to have been majorly really spoiled besides one thing that I think it was the New York Times did recently. That was fun. Um when I go Didn't to play it. these games, how what order would you would you truly recommend going This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Final Fantasy no, PlayStation, the original version. Okay, 97, somewhere I've got to be Ooh. probably... Or the, or the, the remaster would be fine. Where remaster. does Crisis Core fall into the middle of this thing? Because I know Crisis that's the, the thing. First after, after Final Fantasy. So the 97, the then Crisis Core, mm-hmm. then Remake. Mm-hmm. I I mean cr- chronologically chronologically in the universe it's Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII then the movie then Final Fantasy remake then Rebirth chronologically well, whenever when okay so you would play like the modern Crisis Core is that's just like a remake of the old Crisis Core or is there a difference between those two Crisis Cores no it's pretty much the same. I, it's just kind of remade the PlayStation was it. Vita or whatever yeah. version of it. Just they up, just updated it. So that's yeah. more of a re, that's yeah. a remaster. That would be a remaster. Yeah. That's polished. Yeah, that's the remaster. Okay. But yeah, it does happen before the events of Final Fantasy VII. Okay, so you so if you Crisis wanted Tour, to understand the story chronologically, that's go the back. way to play it. Yeah. Got it. But I would play Final Fantasy VII, the original, because we don't Probably. know the conclusion of the, tri- the trilogy yet, of the remake trilogy. So you can have the full context of what so the So play story like was. the OG story and then the go OG check out the first. prequel and be like, hey, this stuff happened before. Mm-hmm. And then go to remake. Yeah. Either of those work. Okay. Because mm-hmm. uh, at yeah. some point... It, doesn't, when, it like, doesn't really matter. At some point, I do want to play them. And then, you know, we'll, we'll get to there. So... Yeah. Yeah. And just, I think to that's... your point, E, about the, about the games being playable by people who don't understand the original story, that is certainly true. I think there's a lot of people enjoying it who don't know the context. But I think it's pretty hard to say that 
the people who played the original and understand that story aren't seeing a whole different kind of layer to the story because they are related and it's a it's playing with different timelines and branching realities and yada yada and that's just that's part of the the fun of it um but it's cool that people who didn't play a game that's 20 years old can enjoy this game as well yeah didn't mean for the whole debate yes, it wasn't my intention i did i no, did i my... wanted to let you guys know because i was like laughing my ass off that night when lord addict was making a whole bunch of videos and just like schooling you he made like a powerpoint presentation to be yeah, like the, hey, the guys. funniest thing about all of this mine was truly a curiosity Mine was literally a curious. You don't understand because he was wrong about Dragon's Breath, and he don't want to admit this, right? You know what this is all about. I literally, that's what that this, was, this man don't admit he's see, wrong. That's this is all this so is this about. Really, he had so to if bring we're up take Final it, Fantasy, uh, uh, no, let me get my balls off. No, if you wouldn't, if you wouldn't have had to be a sore winner, we wouldn't have passed these last twenty minutes. Oh, it's my fault. Yes, it is your fault. What was I? What was I wrong about? What was I wrong about Dragon's Breath? Dragon's Breath was announced. Oh, it's nothing but a remake. It's not going to be good. It's going to be terrible. Both of you. Right. And then Dragon Breath is not only good, it's actually kind of meta. Crickets. That, that's what I was literally so last when, when I week. Get, no, last you, week, yeah, yeah. you and so I. So this was for yeah, Travis. This is what I'm saying. You had yeah, the, you have to be I'm a sword trying to winner. get my victory lap on for Travis. And you don't need a second victory lap. You got one. No, he You're wasn't good. there last week. No, he has I to watch. He on. has to watch your victory <laughs> lap. Yes, he, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't even remember saying that about Dragon's Breath. To be honest, you said. You said. <laughs> that it's it's nothing but an old exotic. It's not going to be true. Kong. It's not going to be meta. It's not. That's what this was about. So I said, no, it is. It's going to be good. I'm telling you. I mean, I th I think I think my reaction to Dragon's Breath being announced would be, I don't care about it because it's an old weapon I've already used before, said, and that is cool, but we, that we, is we still true. We're going to know the facts, though. Because he, he can't admit he's wrong. That's my point. He cannot hey, admit he's wrong. Cog, That's I I don't point. I wait. Hold on. Uh -huh. I don't remember saying that. But if I did, I was wrong. All right, thank you, sir. There you go. I, I just don't remember saying it because I I think yeah, about dragons did, breath did, about one did, second for five years. We go to video. You, you did say, it, but we good now. Thank all right, you. All right, I will pull the video. That's all I want. Confirm. Oh yeah, we can do that. I got. Like, Anywho, there's gonna ready. be there's you can gonna put be... it in 4K. We can put it on Twitter. We can do whatever. Long as you at this point where you can say those words, I'm good with you. Yeah, I mean, if I said that it wasn't going to be yes, good and wasn't going to be meta, then I will admit to being wrong. I just don't remember doing that. Let's move on. Anywho, you're you're still wrong about Final Fantasy VII, though. Extremely wrong. <laughs> you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So, <laughs> see, mine, the, uh, mine's like literally like a curiosity. Mine is a curiosity. <laughs> I will be still... very curious when I, when when the whole thing is out. If there's you know one of those like story explanation videos that has all of this stuff, and they reference this podcast and then to say, see this weird little debate, Travis was right, or see this weird little debate, Travis was wrong. I was like, when when all of this exists out there, I'll be curious to see where the whole timeline comes together. Because at some point, I've got to play this. I have Man, to play Final Fantasy VII yeah, at some point. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. So that's the he's, biggest thing. He's I have been, to play it. He's been called the Nostradamus of Destiny. Whether it's Lightfall, the Fate of Trials, etc., etc. I've been right about a whole lot when it comes to Destiny. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, that said, I am pretty bad. I, so I am pretty. I, I am it. pretty bad. I am pretty bad about uh, predicting what the meta is going to be, though. I thought bows were going to be meta in PvP. Yeah, just yeah. Don't don't trust me when I try to predict that. So, so. Yeah, meta yeah, there's certain bows that really piss people off, though. So they they're getting a little PvP nerf. So it's true. 
The poison bow still good. Le Monarch, Le Monarch, still good. It's all the boys. I was gonna say there is a new memento. It's gonna be pretty much right up Cog's alley with like kind of dark gray, black, and then golden red. Yeah, kind of like the like... uh, dragon ornament thing. Yeah, a um, little bit of a 49ers look there for you. So if you want an ornament, you might get that. So Guardian Games Cup. There's going to be different teams going for the most medals at certain times. Kind of similar thing they've done before. They've got emblems for that. And the next week is obviously the big giant update with everything. So we've got weapon rewards. We've got restoration being fixed in the sandbox. Uh, threadlings, all of basically the last three or four giant sandbox twids that Cog and I covered last week. Uh, Prophecy has new weapons coming, old weapons coming out, different perks, origin trait. That's all coming on there. And then improvements to PvP with matchmaking and uh, I'm trying to think of like spawn points that covered a bunch of stuff last week on a couple of those. Big amount of changes coming to PvP, so we will be quite interesting. All of that literally comes next week. So that is like the kind of pre-Lightfall patch. Some stuff was pulled from Lightfall and all of that. So this is kind of your big, big patch until we get to whatever Into the Light is. We still don't know. Yeah. Feeling Did that they give a release date for that yet? Haven't. I feel like they said April and May. I feel like it was April when they mentioned it before. Or I mean, that would be two months out from Final Shape. So I feel like they don't have a ton of time outside of that. I'm hoping it's early April because I'd like to cover... A decent amount of it. I've got one vacation late April, but uh, yeah. So that's always with of... the vacations. <laughs> Apparently, you're supposed to ask me about trials going casual. Yes, trials and going. They'll remember casual. the whole PvP, all the changes. We definitely need to get his uh, input on that. Yeah, which one was 15? matchmaking? Then yeah. we had um, PvP competitive. The artifice armor, and then we had the the the, the key that I want to know from him is actually trials with threes. Them doing the kind of re, re trying to over reward playing in threes. I think yeah. that was kind of one of the themes of it. And then obviously the the matchmaking they went yeah into, card into changes it. to where you can get the adept oh, if you man. eventually can get to seven. They've got like a backstop on them, so if you win two lose one, you'll only get that low. Win two lose one. So if you can get up to five wins, then eventually you just have to win two in a row to get to that seventh point. They they changed yeah. up quite a few cards for trials. We were just yeah, kind of curious. I did see that. Mm -hmm. Do you have any thoughts about all of that? Oh, we're getting new maps My... as well. Yeah, I did see that. Well, I kind of gave up on the dream of trials being trials a long time ago, as you guys know. Like, as soon as they changed kind of the core, how that entire mode is supposed to work, I kind of was just like, all right, well, it's not the thing that I wish Destiny would double down on, and I don't think that Bungie will ever do that. So I've sort of let that die. Um, and I think the changes for what they are trying to make trials, even though it's not a mode I'm particularly interested in participating in anymore, uh, is actually good. I think the changes are good. I think the changes to incentivizing people to play in teams of three is good uh, because I do think that that's the best way to play it. So of course you should try to get people to play it that way. Um, I do think that uh, the changes to cards to make it a little bit easier to get rewarded is going to be a better experience for the new audience that Trials has of more casual players. Uh, and so yeah, if you're going to make Trials more casual and more and you're trying to get the player base up, I think all of the stuff that they announced 
pretty much uh, are good changes to achieve that end. It's just sort of not, you know, the competitive you, mode I wanted. That you love it, yeah. Yeah, that I loved. So, but that's but that's fine if you're going to make it casual. At least do it right, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what about like competitive? The one of the big things that the community is kind of like about artifice armor and these other what was, what's the thing they added? Besides that, this it was another feature they added e to competitive. Besides, it was artifice armor is one of the reward tracks, but it was also some other major changes they did to it. Was it with with the the matchmaking aspect? I'm trying to remember now. It's been a minute. Sorry. Chat, if you can help me out there. Hold on, that card's on PS4. Sorry, I was muted. Um, oh, okay, there you go. Yeah. No, it's like, yeah, you got Artifice Armor. They had a snake draft to lobby balancing. They were looking right. at doing that was one of them. Um, trying to remember, there was so much before. Oh, there's a ton of information in that table. Lobby yeah. balancing. Lobby balancing. Yeah, lobby balancing. Oh, player health. That was another thing. Player health. So it's more of a focus on critical. Your, if you yes. get crits... You should have a similar time to kill, but body shots will be less rewarding. So player health is going up by like 30 points, so you're overall at like 230. Critical, like they've kind of increasing all of the damages and numbers and stuff to generally be that critical shots should be about the same. Um, but and the ability um, cooldowns, right? As far as they felt like the uptime on abilities was too high. And, yeah, and grenade so- melee and class ability cooldowns increasing 15%. Uh, super cooldowns increasing 20%. So super cooldowns and stuff will definitely be getting slower. Like I'm trying to jump through this swab as best as I can because we went through it all before. Yeah. It does feel like... A, oh, and yeah. then, like, I mean, special ammo was another one. Oh, uh, the special ammo change. Yes. Dude, they they cannot make up their mind about no, special ammo, yeah, dude. It's so funny to me. Every single... Like, year, there's a new rule about special ammo. It's so funny. So this time you're going to have, like, a meter that you build up with kills and assists, I think. And then Mm -hmm. when you fill that, you get two special, like, a certain amount of special ammo for whatever (laughs) you're using that you keep, even through death. But if you kill people, they're not going to drop special ammo. So you have to earn your special ammo. You're not going to go run around and pick up a bunch of it. So they want those to be a little more, I guess, specific use cases. It's not like you're going to take out two people and start stocking up 12 ammo for a future round. If you don't use it for a while, you could stock it up. But yeah, special ammo was the other big one. I remember now that's true. Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting idea. I don't really know if it's going to work, but I, I don't know, man, I'm not, I, I've never really tripped about the special ammo thing because using your primary is fine. And usually there's some kind of balance. Um, I do agree with the problem of if people have too much special ammo, it kind of breaks the game because people just never use primaries and run around with shotguns and fusion rifles and whatnot. So I think that uh, we'll see. Again, it kind of seems like another move to make things more casual, right? Even in death, you kind of get to still keep things. But um, there was a time where, and this was probably a couple of years ago, where the meta was you kill people and then you get to pick up their ammo and then you can stack ammo until you've got like two full clips and then the match is just over. And as somebody who slid around with a shotgun and Antaeus wards and killed people with shotguns and fusion rifles relentlessly, though it was fun, it was definitely unfair and probably not good game design. So, right. um, yeah, I mean, they got to do something about that stuff at some point. And then what about like the primary weapons as far as like kind of they're making the headshots 
you know, more priority as opposed to, I think, decreasing body shot, shot damage in conjunction with player health going up. Like, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure how that's going to affect the meta too much because the meta is already pretty headshot heavy. Like, if you're not, at least in, like, competitive, if you're not getting headshots, you're kind of screwed. Um, if this makes it feel, like, even more so that you're not screwed, then that might impact non sweaty players a little bit more so i'm I'm not really sure how that one's going to shake out it sounds like a good idea i mean it sounds to me like if you shoot somebody in the body or the foot you shouldn't do anywhere near as much damage as if you get the headshot since the skill but uh i don't know how is it going to affect things like fusion rifle where you can't get a critical hit you know Mm. stuff like that or shotgun where it's not really about getting a critical but i have questions about it I think it's probably just one of those things you have to see in action. I don't really have any yeah. like strong opinions right now. Yeah, how it feels. Yeah, proof of concept. Yeah. I was curious, that which map do you think you're most excited about? Europa, Neomuna, or a terraformed pyramid ship? Pyramid ship. Seems pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. We got maps actually corresponding to content. Sounds great. Yeah, we're getting Sounds a Europa map for Beyond Light that is Wow. Three, three years old? Yeah, three, man. Check I mean, Neo Muna is at least within, you know, 18 months. Yeah. Remember we used to get Crucible maps in conjunction with the DLC? It had the theme. Remember that? Like, I, Those back. were the days. Yeah, man. Apparently, the theme of this week's episode is Cog putting salt in old wounds. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is what he's doing. Messy. I mean, that's what you're being. I wouldn't, I didn't want to argue. <laughs> There's a few things in here. Um, Somebody says lack of skill-based matchmaking is kind of what makes trials a meme. Uh, I think having no matchmaking is a mistake, but I I would just do it based on where you're at in the card. I think that's where it was at one point. I'm not sure if it's still like that because I haven't been playing trials, but uh, the uh, I thought that was the best system because it that's that it gives it a tournament feel, right? If you get to the seventh match on a card and both of you guys know that you're on the seventh match, that's pretty cool. Um, somebody else asked, uh, Travis, do you agree with the IGN article today about PSVR 2? Uh, I do. And I, this is somebody coming from, um, coming from somebody who defended the PSVR 2. I really like VR and I was excited to see PlayStation take another stab at it. Uh, and when I had a really big debate with Hogue, who said that the device was doomed to fail, my yeah. argument back was, uh, I will give it a coin toss on if it fails or doesn't, but it will be 100% based on if they support it with software. Because if you support a, a headset with good software, yeah. people will come. And they have aggressively not supported it with software. Um, and I think that that is bound to result in in what has happened with that headset, which is that they I haven't missed, really. I missed the article. What was the uh, the gist of it? Sorry, the year, article was uh, headlined uh, something like a year, a year since, since its release. Yeah, Sony mm. seems to have yeah. abandoned PlayStation VR two. Was this Ryan? Yeah, because I know he had strong thoughts. No, it was Taylor Lyles, uh, okay. one of our writers, um, and it basically was just talking about like, hey, you know, the they came out in twenty twenty two. It's two years later. And we've seen like, I think three exclusive yeah. games. One of them was horizon Mount called mountain, which was kind of just a tech demo. Uh, one of them was an actually really good game. Um, what's that game with uh, telekinesis? 
Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot the name. I know you talk about the shooter, the, the shooter. shooter one. Um, yeah, I forgot the name. Yeah. I can see it right now. I, I anyway, it's a roguelite. Uh, that game is is really cool. That's probably the coolest thing they've done. And I think the actually, I guess there's four because uh, they also had that roller coaster game made by the uh, Until Dawn folks. And then um, Resident Evil Four VR mode was an exclusive to PlayStation. I reviewed that last year. So they've had like four experiences in two years. Um, two of those came out, or actually, I think all three three of those came out at launch, and then one of them was an additional mode on top of a game for yeah. uh, PSVR users. Yeah. So, yeah, two years of no games is not great, uh, and they basically have just spent all that time trying to catch up with Meta, who has a crap load of games on their platform and are actually investing in and in getting exclusives, and it doesn't seem like. Uh, that's working too well. So I'm kind of not surprised to see it fail, but I do not think it's a failure of the hardware. I think the hardware is really oh, good. Yeah, and dope. I think, the, I think the platform is great. I mean, the really the biggest weakness to it is that you have to also own a PS five. Um, and uh, I mean, a lot of headsets have that with the, you have to have a PC problem. Yeah. Uh, but I would say having a PS five is even more specific. And then when you're going up against MetaQuest and now Apple who don't require a PC at all, yeah. you know, yeah. it gets pretty dicey in terms of competition. Yeah. So, um, yeah, interested to see where that goes, but, uh, I really like VR. I got super into it again last year and I was where I was playing VR like every day. Um, and that's fallen off a little bit because, uh, kind of the rush of great games yeah. stopped, but, uh, I, VR will always have a place in my heart and I'll always root for it. And I'm sad to say that I do agree with the article. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it's trending, unfortunately. So, yeah, yeah and the tech is dope, dope. It just, yeah, I, my, my only issue was always I understand they went for more power, but I just hated the tethering to the actual device. Yeah, I love that, that, that having the freedom of it, but you know, like I said, yeah, I, I, I also hate that too. Um, mm. but there is something to be said about the graphical and oh, yeah, and, the fidelity, the, yeah, for sure. It's really, just that like once you use a wireless headset, it's so hard to go back, you know, know. it's like using a wireless controller. Once you play yeah. Asgard's Wrath 2 and you're just like living it up with the completely, uh, completely free, it is pretty hard. And I actually, I reviewed Asgard, Asgard Wrath 2, and then my next game was Resident Evil 4 VR mode. So mm. I reviewed two VR games back to back, one wired, one not, and I did the wireless one first. So then when I started playing Resident Evil, I was forgetting how much I couldn't really move around. You basically have to turn using the uh, the yeah, snap turning the snap mechanic. Turn, because, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, the snap turn, because uh, otherwise you will um, not have a good time. Um, but uh, I, li I like the PSVR. I just think Sony was never serious about supporting it with software, which is a shame. And I feel like it's going to hurt their you know, consumer confidence because now you don't know if you should buy a console at launch or a device at launch because you're just not sure if they're going to support it. Yeah. Say what you want about Nintendo and Xbox, but at least mm -hmm. when they release a peripheral, they support it with a ton of software. Uh, yeah. The Connect Connect had a ton of games. Ton of you games. Know? It just, yeah. just yeah, I just uh, people didn't like the the device itself. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of a bummer. Uh, no, it's just uh, somebody said Gran Turismo looks amazing. I have actually heard that Gran Turismo. It's like, true. It's true. Uh, for I forgot about PlayStation VR for a driving game. There are other, I mean, people will do triple wraparound experiences and stuff, mm -hmm. but I don't know how many racing games per se you get into VR. And you, I think you can do some PC connection to some of the games and simulators and stuff. But having like, if you are, if you're a sim guy, 
like racing sim and Gran Turismo is like your thing. Being able to do that in Gran Turismo, it's one of those few things. But I mean, you say you have Call of the Mountain, which is like a tech demo. You got Gran Turismo. There just there wasn't that much. And then, yeah, with MetaQuest, I mean, the stuff like the foveated rendering where it's like you've got the eye tracking where it would render higher detail where you're specifically looking. So it has less power used on the outside of the view. That's really, really Maybe. smart stuff and the power that it's capable of doing. And that's one of the things I even saw heard mentioned about the Apple Vision Pro. Like that was doing the same thing. I'm like, PlayStation's doing that down here for much cheaper. But then you have yep. what Apple Vision does for like, I'm going to pin. That's I, the one video I saw about the Vision Pro is like, this is where we're going. Because somebody walks around their house. It's the pass through is like, it's good enough where you can play catch where you're not just going to get hit with the ball. It's like fast enough reactions from the cameras to you. And then also it was like, hey, at some point, everybody's going to have a hundred inch TV in their house because it's just right here. That's that's one of those that I saw. It's like, oh, I've got a YouTube video for a cooking video in the kitchen. Cool. So I'm I'm cooking. I've got my video right here. Don't even have to do anything. You've got little gestures and stuff. And then they walk into their bedroom or their living room. And they've got their big TV to watch their movie. And they just it's like that future. That's the first time I saw it in like a little demo video, of the Vision Pro of like that, that kind of future years away still with the technology and the headset weight and all that stuff, but it's, it'll get there. And that's, that's an interesting concept. Totally. It, it's kind of scary to see like ready player one and Wally kind of coming together. But <laughs> I was like, both of those, both of those seem, I mean, we're at the point now people don't even get out of the car to get groceries delivered to their car. Be like, uh, which is, you know, less walking around and getting steps and just trying to be physically you active. A, you can, you've, you've been able to get it delivered to your house for a while. Well, though. I know you can do that too, but it's just those yeah, less things that you're even moving around for at some point. Yeah. Everybody's just going to be sitting at home. Yeah. Oh, I need some orders. Let me go into, let me pull up Amazon here and then my grocery store and have stuff delivered to my house. Still got my headset on. Let me pull my groceries in and get me. Yeah, and then if you get a robot to go get your groceries off the front, front door and stuff, it's just going to be real. Skynet soon. And, the, and the, yeah, AI, that's that's what Skynet's waiting for. They're waiting for all the all the humans to be sitting sedentary, unable to get off their butts on their couches, and that's when they take over because then be the right humans the can't move. Yep, that's, oh, what they, yeah. that's what they become said to you. Yep, that's the new future right there. So good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I for one am looking forward to it. <laughs> oh, be you shit it. Okay, <laughs> I get it. I'll have a lot more in common with the robots. I think. I want to be that correspondent, so you know I was down before yeah. the. T- <laughs> yeah, I'll be a liaison. I'm gonna, You'll be a liaison. You know, when the when the when the robots take over, I'm going to be a snitch. I'm going to be a spy <laughs> on the inside. You're going to be the dude adventures. Is this a, is this the one where yeah, you're like yeah, no, it's better it's better there. to be yeah. like the devil's right hand than to like go against yeah. them? Is that kind of where you're at or yeah. something? Like yeah, man, they're they're they're, they're gonna leave me in there. Yeah. I'll be I'll be the Uncle Tom of the uh, robot I era. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm snitching. <laughs> oh, for sure, I'm snitching, dude. These this humans need to be kept in space. Our meat batteries can't be allowed to have their own thoughts. That's not okay. Uh, the meat, that's when the meat boxes become real, y'all. <laughs> the meat box. Oh yeah, you guys will be in their good graces. You're already box shaped. Yeah, <laughs> you make good batteries. Eat. I'll let you. I'll let you guys get killed last. Don't worry. I appreciate, I appreciate that. that. No, Prescott actually had a point though. I will say, like, when you get certain things delivered to your house, there are certain things you will just go to the store for produce, mm-hmm. like, and you know, meat and seafood, and then that type of stuff. As Prescott said, perishables. Those tend to be better than delivered stuff because you can sit there and look at them. Somebody's not just like yeah. pulling random crap off a rack, and you get, you know, something that looks like junk. Uh, but Outsanity on the other side said. 
Apple needs to make sure the the it will put your pants on for you because you got to make sure if it's rendering just your character in space, you need to make sure you have pants. So it's I'm done. <laughs> Good to know. Yep. So we need uh, pants and deliverable things. I actually was kind of curious to ask at some point. I've wanted to ask a couple people this because I've heard it even said, you know, 15. I love driving a car. Always have. I mean, I had a really fun car to drive for a while. My wife's got one now. That's pretty fun to scoot around in. But in the grand scheme of self-driving's not there yet, we totally get it. But say 20 years from now. That's a bro man in that, in that joint. Oh, I mean, I've seen. I haven't but seen his. The thing picked him up. The um. Well, oh, I think I like, have, Uber. Yeah. like the Uber. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know where you. What your guys' experience is, but self-driving cars are a thing, yeah, very yeah. much, and yeah. they drive around. They. I would say most of the cars in my neighborhood do not have drivers, really? and yeah, it's it's Wait. wild. Yeah, you, well, yeah. You're, you're in San Francisco. Like you are in where that yeah. stuff's all gonna. Yeah. It's all gonna come it's, from California. It, so it's it's wild, dude. But like they drive around my neighborhood. They are. If you're driving a real car, it can be a little annoying because they're extremely slow. They're like overly polite because yeah. they're trying not to make mistakes. But uh, if you're a pedestrian, and I often am because I jog around SF a lot, mm. um, they're they're very polite. They do not. They stop. They wait. They do use all their signals and stuff. And yes, you can open up an app and say, take me from point A to point B, and it'll show up and you get in the back seat, and then it just drives you there, right? Yeah. Um, Professor Broman yeah. had a video up on Twitter of his experience in it. I was yeah. just like, yo, we here already, man. Yeah. Well, so there's like a the couple, other... there's a couple cities using it, and some mm -hmm. of the cities are are like thriving. Like there's a city in I think Arizona that has a huge uh, driverless car program. And I read that their program has been like immediately accepted and is working great because there's nothing in Arizona and it's just like really wide freeway yeah. lanes and lots of parking and stuff. Uh, and in San Francisco, you, most of the headlines you read are when something goes terribly wrong because it's a city. It's yep. got tons of mountains and, you know, hills and right. crazy turns and one way streets. And so whenever something uh, goes wrong, then they're like, oh, you know, it, it hit a person or whatever. And what's funny is these articles always have headlines like self-driving car hits person. And then you read the article and it's like a person, a human driving a car backed into the self-driving car and like pushed it into a person. It's like stuff like that where you're like, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't headline it that way, but mm -hmm. <laughs> that's kind of one of those so, things that eventually, I mean, I think I saw even Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's like, yeah, 20 years from now, it's just, it's all going to be self-driving electric because when you go around and drive enough and nobody's a perfect driver, myself included as, you know, as good as anybody else might think they're, they're their own good driver. No, yeah. no car is getting distracted by texting or changing the radio station or dealing with anything in the backseat or, or drunk. <laughs> or nobody's yeah can you imagine like true. just like just being able to not have drunk drivers on the road alone like if you were yeah. if you if it sensed any intoxication on you it self-drives like that alone would probably save lives even how would i get anywhere though i mean that's a personal problem that's <laughs> that's that's more for you and your therapist to discuss but that's a different day <laughs> but it's like that's one of those technological things that i think is interesting because on because there's times when you're coming up to just even a highway merge. Because here in Dallas, it is giant highways everywhere. Nobody knows how to merge and all of that stuff. I'm like, if these three or four cars, just the cars could talk to each other and say, all right, you speed up, slow down just a smidge. We'll just, you know, weave this car in real quick. And then we'll just, the traffic keeps flowing. The amount of 
I mean, you've heard of the butterfly effect, or at least for, like, braking and stuff. Like, one person hit the brakes and causes a traffic jam an hour away or something. That type of stuff would happen so much less. Now, nothing's perfect, and Dallas would be a nightmare with, like, short lanes getting on and everything. It would be weird. Now, the nice thing about electric cars is they're pretty punchy. So if they got to, like, shoot a gap, but the robots know they can shoot the gap, they're good. (laughs) As opposed to somebody who's like, no, the highway's scary. I can't get on. The robot's like, shoom, we're good. All right, going. Yep, doesn't matter. I don't know. It's just, it's, it is interesting to kind of think of what the future of that will be because there are plenty of driver accidents. Like people are worried about flying and having, you know, panels of planes fly off. Not a good thing for that one time, but the amount of people who travel by flight and train that don't get hurt versus cars that do just one of those. And believe me, this is me who still loves cars would like take a stick shift car to a road course and drive the hell out of it. Like, but that's like, that could be a hobby down the road that my self-driving car takes me to my hobby. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I think it, and I think it should be, it it kind of already is like, I think as soon as they added automatic transmission, the idea of driving a car for fun kind of already get one away because that's why Mm -hmm. people do manual transmission, right? It's because my wife got a stick in her new car. (laughs) Feel the road. And I'm like, and I'm like, why would you do that? Like, that's so old. I get it. (laughs) But it's also, it's people who like it. Um, and I've never really cared about driving except for to get from point A to point B. Um, but I will say this. There is one huge reason why we should have self-driving cars. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Imagine how good the Fast and Furious movie would be in the era of everyone self-driving. Just imagine the possibilities of I, like... But no. Don, 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 no, think about it. Dom is old, right? And the world has Isn't lost it. like a wheelchair? It. Calm down, calm down. Yeah, I'm. I'm saying like this is like the new the Creed movies where he's Rocky Balboa, right? Like oh he comes God. back. Yeah, wait, hold on, guys. You're not hearing me. Uh, <laughs> We're just ahead of you. It's in, fine. in a in a world that has forgotten how to live free and express yourself and have the freedom that comes with driving your own car, we've sort of lost that individuality because everybody just gets into self driving oh, cars and dope. they. Okay. Right, right, and they don't they don't remember what it's like to actually feel the road and and feel the bonds with your friendship that you get when you just hop in a car and you go on an adventure. Uh, they're all concerned about the destination, and Vin Diesel comes out of retirement to remind the world that sometimes it's about the journey. I already see where you're at with this. <laughs> I will accept your calls, Universal Studios. I will accept your phone calls. (laughs) He's in his Rocky, he's in his Balboa bag. Exactly. I know where you at with a world we we, get it. That sentiment, right? You get it. You gotta take it back to essence. Yeah. I love how Prescott Prescott was like Hasselhoff in in Final Fantasy or in sorry, wrong thing. In Fast and Furious 15. (laughs) And I'm like, Hassel only way Hasselhoff's in Fast and Furious 15 is if he's like a hologram. I think at that point he might be. I don't know how he's going to be doing at that point either. Dan Finney yeah. pops in and I was like talking about VR and self-driving. He's like, so Pacific drive. I'm like, well, it does <laughs> get- <laughs> <a lot. laughs> you would be surprised, Robert, and just how much thought I put into various uh, fast and furious things. I am writing a tabletop RPG called ride or die, a fast and furious RPG. And I once wrote, most of a spec script called the past of the furious that was a fast and furious time travel movie i mean i wouldn't put anything fast and furious went to space (laughs) sorry to spoil anything fast and furious went to space so at this point there's not much that's off the table for that franchise 
people forget that the video game that was absolutely terrible, Fast and Furious Crossroads. Oh, I heard that was horrible. Uh, it was horrible. I played through the entire thing because, and this is very important, it is canon. And I was the no, only person no. on the, it is canon. It is no. canon. I was, I was the only person on the Fast and Furious wiki to, uh, because I'm a wiki editor for Fast and Furious community. Uh, and I was the only person on the wiki team who like was a gamer. So I played it so that I could create the wiki articles for that game. And therefore it is canon that at some point Dominic Toretto was trying to stop a rocket from launching into outer space. And he succeeded by knocking it on its side, but then it launched horizontally and he raced the rocket horizontally across the ground of the earth's surface. So that is canon. By the way, that part of the game is unhinged. It's truly unhinged. I have so many questions. One, a rocket way faster than a car. Number two, exactly. a car does not weigh enough to knock over a rocket. No, it doesn't. The car doesn't knock it over directly. He does. He does some racing, knocking things around stuff to cause it to tip over. But then it launches horizontally, and then you have to stop it from, I believe, crashing into a city. Uh, and so you. So it's are just like—is it, it scooting the across the ground, and you're trying to just it's like drive? sliding? It's sliding really fast. It's boosting horizontally. Okay, really so here's fast. The, here's the important question: How does yeah. Dom's vehicle get enough? thrust because at this point it's no longer no longer horsepower it is thrust to catch this rocket yeah the the answer is that he uses nos and ramps to (laughs) go that fast and i believe it's going through like kind of a tunnel ramp situation so you're kind of like going under it and over it and like it's like a circle situation um that game is bad i must say I really, really, yeah, I really, really tried to review that game. Like I was, I was telling Dan Stapleton that I would, I would uh, debate anyone or do like a trivia contest for the honor of reviewing that game. I was like, I, I have to see how how bad this game is. I have to, Um, but I didn't get it. I can't remember who reviewed it, but I think it was somebody internal. That way he didn't have to pay my, my uh, review fee. Uh, And um, yeah, I I never got to review it, but I did play that whole game and uh, it's pretty bad. I would love to write a fast and furious video game because i would crush that i've thought about this a lot oh no here so out sanity said the past and the furious vin diesel travels back in time to drift with the cavemen did you see the preview for the announcement trailer for kingmakers that like giant like medieval war game and the dude Bro, drives a truck and machine gun wild. into it I'm in. I'm in on that, that game looks Yo, crazy. Jeff Brown put me yeah. on to that i had no idea what this was i thought it was just like a game chivalry game I was like, what is this? I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. It was like chivalry, and then it just hard left. Yeah, yeah, hard left, and it's like Call of Duty guy in the world. I'm like, what's happening? I'm here. I'm here for that. That was the weirdest trailer because it's like just wait for the drop, and he just comes in in a pickup and drives through the middle of the battlefield and then has just a machine gun in the middle of a medieval war. It is the weirdest looking. That's how you do it, man. That is how you make a video game. Correct answer. I mean, that is that is some crazy, crazy stuff, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you don't make video games when people start losing all the people who make video games, and yeah, it just keeps happening. I mean, that's kind of one of those. There is so much talent that has been lost that I think likely will not stay within the industry, and I think that's probably, probably one of the major sad parts. Is 
not saying the job market anywhere is good right now. Getting a job is hard no matter what you're looking for, if it's anything tech-related, because game industry has lost a lot of, had a lot of layoffs, but they've been much broader than that in tech as well for a lot of things. Money is more expensive just with interest rates, so people just can't play with money anymore, so things are getting tighter everywhere. But it's just one of those really sad things that, once again, I haven't seen many of a day go by for a little while where some studio doesn't have layoffs. Sony did its big chunk this week. That was like 900. And then super massive. And just, I mean, pick a studio right now, I swear. EA. So, EA did 690 or something. Yeah, EA, EA is actually shutting a studio. IGN broke the news for that um, today or yesterday. Which one? Yesterday. Ridgemont? Ridge? Yeah, something. They're working. Yeah. They're a battlefield. Yeah, they're, they're working on a battlefield narrative stuff. Battlefield's leaving. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, battlefield narrative. Potentially a rumored game for a rumored Star Wars game was canceled. Which Mandalorian yeah. got canceled. Mandalorian, yeah. yeah, first person yep. from Respawn. Yep. Well, I think one of. The, I mean, another one too is you saw that people at Insomniac also yeah. went through layoffs, and like that is a point where. I mean, I will say Insomniac has carried the PS5 generation hard, hardcore because they've put out more games than most of the other studios. I mean, Ragnarok was cool, but again, that was cross-gen. But I mean, I think Insomniac's put out four games or some ridiculous amount of games that they've put out and they still weren't even safe. So that's one of those examples that it's just, I mean, they're literally going just shaving off the top 10% wherever they can because it's all about numbers and shareholders yeah. and financials. and. So I do want to talk about this because mm -hmm. I think that there's a lot of bullshit going on. Ooh. And it, I, I, don't think, I don't think these layoffs have anything to do with the economy or the dollar getting tight or anything like that. I think it is straight up a fad. Uh, and what I mean by that is that Sometimes when there is uncertainty in the market or just because it is the thing that's happening, it's the trendy hip new thing, uh, people make decisions like, hey, wouldn't it be better if we leaned up our staff and we became more profitable? Because if you look at how much money these companies are making, they've never been making more money. And I'm not talking revenue, I'm talking profit. Like they're making more profit than they ever have. And so I don't think there's a need to lay off any of these people. I think what has happened is that some of the big people in the industry started doing this and now everyone feels like this is their opportunity to do it. And so they're taking that opportunity to lean up their staff and squeeze some extra dollars out for shareholders. Um, I don't think that this is a economy problem. I don't think it's a capitalism is bad problem. I don't think it is a half of the things that have been scapegoated for this happening, I don't think are true. Um, I honestly just think it's two things. One, it's people wanting to squeeze more profit out by getting rid of people, uh, which is just straight up greed. And, and you know, it's, it's them doing it because it's the, the current fad, the current trend in business. And there's a little bit of, and I don't want to harp on this too much because I still think it is a scapegoat. Uh, there's a little bit of over hiring because of COVID. a little yeah. bit of that where they where they hired too many people. I do think that there is some truth to that, but I don't think it's I mean, you can look at some of these companies who said, yeah, we overhired during COVID. So we have to lean up. Those companies still turned a profit. Uh, less profitable is still making money. money right. Yeah. And so this is a situation of 
we're making money, but we could make more if we got rid of people and right. made our it's margins such a healthier. Mentality. I and it's, it's, it's a shitty thing to do. It's a bad business practice. Not every company's doing it. And the ones that aren't, I think should be applauded for it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's stupid and, you know, we need unions, I guess it's my, yeah. that, I mean, that's definitely one. Yeah. Sorry, no, it was like, that's definitely one. As he said, it's just protection for shout out to IGN. I saw you guys got voluntarily yeah. recognized. So that was really cool to oh, see. Yeah, that was dope. That was um, dope. but I think, I mean, I, yeah, on board with pretty much a lot of what you're saying. One of the other things in the industry, as we said, is if you ever ask anybody who's in game development, it's like, hey, do you, none of them do it for the money, which is the really sad part because a lot of them do it for passion. If you ask a lot of game developers for what they make, they're like, oh, I could go work on like bank software and make twice as much. I've heard that countless times from people that have been interviewed about mm -hmm. how much they make. And depending, you get up to executive levels and, you know, things get you're you're all rich up there. That's fine. But also it's the idea of all these people we're losing. It doesn't feel like your legacy knowledge matters. People are getting cut at all levels and all over the places and things. And one of the things that seems to happen is like legacy knowledge. And that was one of, uh, I guess, Final Fantasy recently said, how were yeah. they able to get Rebirth out so quickly? And they said, we still have like 85 or 90% of our team still here. So if mm -hmm. something comes up, we're able to just go ask, hey, we know this person handled right. this thing as opposed to not. And it's just that much knowledge in the gaming industry, whether it's about solving problems, working with engines, working with old school code issues, whatever it is. When all of that leaves, there's such a learning curve to get people back up because that's the other problem with layoffs is the lay people off. And then if there's a hiring spike that's needed or the economy turns around or then all of a sudden certain things get popular and then they go higher up again. Right. When they go look for people, some of them aren't going to be there. Then you have a lot of training to do. And what was it? Sony said they had, instead of making 6% profit or they were making 9% profit in a previous year. And now they're making 6% profit. But again, we're talking about Sony. So you're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars in all of their financials. They're going to be big numbers. So when you're dealing with percents of profit, they're not small. Our bonus is going to be a little smaller and things like that. Maybe. But I mean, overall, they, as Travis said, they made a profit. They're not in the red. They're not bleeding money. They made money. And yet, it's still never good enough. And that's some of the sad part. It was cool to see a couple yeah. studios go independent because I saw MRI said Toys for Bob. And then yeah. uh, Embracer Saber was buying themselves out for like 500 or something. Saber was the... Yeah. They were I think uh, Gear Gearbox is also um, I heard been rumored be, to be yeah. separating, which we'll see if that's true. But I think based on the statement that they gave various outlets after it leaked, that's probably true because <laughs> they uh, they didn't deny it. They were just like, we're so happy that people are interested in what we're doing. Was like <laughs> I think Schreier was like, stay tuned. So that oh, one's probably dropping yeah. tomorrow or something. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. Gog thoughts? I know. I mean, yeah, Solar I mean... Stole Thunder. No, you're good. Um, it's one of those things wow. where it's just it's just frustrating to see, you know, because as a person who loves this industry, to try to recommend to anyone to get in it with such volatility is really tough. And yeah, I just see, you know, a lot of people, you know, coming out and speaking out about about it and just wanting sustainability in, in the in the job market and, and talent retention. And with your point about, you know, a lot of these studios, you know, 
can't even keep <laughs> this talent that they have and we get the turnover and that affects quality. And then also these games are just way too expensive. And I think that's another thing. You know, these games are, are costing a lot, taking a long time to make. And we're seeing some pivots there in conjunction with a lot of people really wanting to try to handle live service. And sometimes there's not enough screens and eyeballs to, to be everywhere, right? So there's going to be things that that's losing out. I do think there is some truth to the... um the over forecasting, but I have to admit, yes, when we, when we look at the situation with COVID and we look at, you know, the, these people thinking that this is the new normal as far as growth. And then now we're seeing a lot of pivot. I'm just surprised it's almost two years of pivoting and we still have not stabilized. So that comes into question. Is it just shareholders degreed and, and, and profit margins being higher, right? And that's that's the question. I don't have a problem with if it's about survivability, but if it's about greed, then I have yeah, a problem. I heard you, know you say this. So, I've heard you yeah. say this somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that's about. I've always kind of stood on that. So, yeah, it, it, it's tough, man. It's tough. It's and about I think greed. <laughs> most people feel so, it right? And, that, and that's the thing. That's the thing. And, and and my main thing is just there's no no other industry doesn't have these type of protections because we we have these developers on. They transform their lives. They they move into only these specific sectors, whether it be in L.A. or whatever, where they can make video games or Washington. And then it's like, you know, if the if it goes under, like look at insomnia. Like they literally been carrying, you know, Sony on their back all this, and then. They they can't retain their talent. Naughty dog can't retain That's their talent. Yeah. yeah. And now I guess but my question to y'all is like, especially Travis, in reference to Toys for Bob, because I know this is the discussion right now. And, you know, obviously we've seen some studios get shuttered, but in this case, they've been made independent. Like, how do you look at that? Do you look at it as something, some yeah. people have a negative connotation. Some people say, oh, no, well, at least they get a chance to, you know, yeah. do what they want to do and get out, get free from the Call of Duty machine, so to speak. Like, how so do you look at that? I, I'm, I'm not a huge uh, fan of consolidation when it comes to small studios. Right. People tend to overhype uh, or, like, panic over, like, xbox acquiring activision which to me is the one i don't care about because activision blizzard is you know when it got acquired it was a bloated corpse it was never going to lead the industry or create something you know unique and original that was going to change everything it was never going to be that company because they were past that point in the company creativity life cycle um and so i don't care if those get acquired but when the insomniacs get acquired when the destinies get acquired when the uh, ninja theories get acquired, stuff like that. Um, that's where I'm a little bit less happy about it happening because, you know, like um, Double Fine was the one that got acquired by Xbox that I was not a big fan of. I think um, some of these acquisitions are happening out of practicality. I think Ninja right. Theory had to, Ninja Theory had to become acquired to do what they wanted to do because they were. I think they said they had like 80% of their team working as a support studio for other games. Other right. Games, so they, yeah. they, yeah, they didn't have really any options. And so I get it. Uh, and uh, Tim uh, Schaefer. Schaefer said that he sold the company because he was just tired of raising money for all of his mm -hmm. games and having to constantly worry. Uh, plus their publisher got arrested for yeah. fraud at the time, <laughs> which was crazy. Um, Starbreeze. That's so, that was that was pretty crazy um and that was their that was their that's actually that moment is in the documentary about the creation of psychonauts too which is crazy um 
So I get that. But I, 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 I tend to think that the bungees of the world should remain independent for as long as humanly possible, because once you get acquired, that's when you stop leading the industry. Frankly, you start kind of becoming a different type of company. And so I think Toys for Bob is a great example of one that I would love to be independent again. Um, and I hope I hope this trend continues, because when you're independent, what you don't have to worry about is a corporation telling you how much you need to shave off your team for no other reason than they want to squeeze more profit out of you, right? right? And so if you have a problem with that power dynamic, you should be independent. Mm -hmm. And I like independent studios, so go Toys for Bob, go Gearbox, I hope. I hope we see more of this. And I hope it reminds people of the other side of allowing your company to get acquired because Mm -hmm. that is the other side of the equation, right? That's fair. No, I agree. I think that that's fair. And and at the end of the day, I think what we're seeing is, is the balance and what I call like the circle of life where either people are now making we went their own. That recently. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? And you're seeing talent going in like, okay, we're going to do this ourselves and not necessarily have to rely on a corporation as well. You know, I'm, I don't mind if it's for, again, sustainability. If you're going under, some people have made that decision and like, hey, you know, we cannot continue at, at our own. But it's a balance to it. And my thing is it's quality games. That's what it always comes down to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, as long as you're able to do what you want to do, I'm for it. So if Toys for Bob and they look like they, they're going to be independent and still even they seem excited about it, like having a uh, potential partnership with Microsoft outside of that. And yeah, we'll see, how we, we'll see what happens. Yeah. No, I'm just kind of thinking through. You said just like circle of life and stuff was... Thinking about yeah. events that happened last week, so sorry, different circle. No, no, you go. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're good. No, no you're good. You're good. Um, that, that's just what it is. I think the only thing I wanted to comment was the PlayStation stuff this definitely bothers me because as a person who my favorite PlayStation was PlayStation 1 because I love the creativity, I love the aggressiveness. Part of their success that I really like was sony playstation uk you know in in europe like i love the wipeouts and f1 games and all that stuff and you know to see liverpool and what the remnants yeah, that was it, a just, sign of like them bail on vr it was that yeah, studio closing that because you start to see the size with sony and japan studios and i'm going away from that but then i guess the sony uk surprise because that's where they established so much of their dominance in the ps4 era and i feel like they really pushed out ahead of, of microsoft in that respect and to see that being shuttered and then fire sprite, and I'm just like, yo, what is going on? So it, to me, it's like identity loss. Like now it's like, I just worry, like now it's drawing blood from the stone and remake, remake. And don't get me wrong, I like Helldivers. I like what I'm seeing there. But I'm concerned about that. They don't remind me of the PlayStation. I fell in love this oh. wild, crazy, I mean, they had this... different things. You know what I mean? They chased the live service trend. They had, you yeah. know, potentially 12 you know, noodles that they were going to throw at the wall. Well, they're not even trying to throw 12. They might be throwing six. They're canceling those. The Naughty Dog thing didn't go through. And it's, you know, that thing got basically shelved damn near indefinitely. And, you know, Naughty Dog supposedly is working on some other stuff. You know, you got Santa Monica. Didn't sound like they were listed, but you don't quite know. But yeah, the the Insomniac one was weird. The Because I feel like they... They've carried so much of this generation. The London one was very telling for their thoughts on VR because yeah, that's where yeah, that's their right. VR stuff is very heavily based out of. So that's yeah. like when you're wondering, does PSVR 2 have much of a hope at this point? It really doesn't feel like it when that studio goes away. Okay. That one's really sadly telling. I mean, you have Helldivers being successful, which is cool right now. And then you'll have their partnership with Square Enix for the game that came out today, which will do well. Important for them. to note, though. 
Helldivers is not a first party game. Correct. It's a partnered third party yeah, game. Correct. And that feels yeah. good, like, and that's kind of what their whole year is right now because they don't have anything listed until, right. I guess, I don't know if it's fiscal year, but they said March of 25, which very well may be. So 24 is looking light for PlayStation. But these partnered games, like, yeah, but yeah. for like the partnered games, like that one and then stuff like mm -hmm. that will be a thing. Now, I mean, if PS5 Pro comes out and then everybody buys one of those because that's the best place to play Grand Theft Auto 6, that's a weird third party relationship that plays out that could get really weird. So I don't know. We have to get there, though. It does feel like yeah. this daily depressing news of video yeah. game layoffs and people losing jobs. And it's really, it really sucks because. It sucks to get laid off a job, no matter where it's from. But if somebody has their, like... Unless it's a job you hate. I've been laid off from jobs and been like, I am so relieved. And that, well, that's, the, that's, that that's the opposite. <laughs> that's the opposite of what people go in this industry. And it's like they're giving yeah. up money to work for probably less money at for their passion thing. Some of them had a passion, like a studio, a lifelong goal that they got to work for. And they're not there. And that was their dream is to work there. And that dream is just like a balloon floating in the air that just got shot. It's just gone. And that's what really hurts to see is people lose their passion, their, their job, they, their dream. They got to work on their dream stuff and now it's gone. That's that hurts even more. As Travis said, it's like, Oh no, I got laid off from the crappy bank soft. It's like, that's, that's less. I mean, it sucks to lose a job because yeah, financial security in this day and age is really important. But if you love your job and what you work on and then that's ripped away from you, that's yeah, just, it's, it's twice as bad. That sucks. I will say, I know that there's a lot of doom and gloom of like people leaving the industry, and I'm sure that will happen. But the other thing that sometimes happens is, depending on who gets laid off, there is some entrepreneurship that happens. Yes, it happens there's... with acquisitions too, which is why I don't I don't freak out as much about acquisitions because people can always leave and start new companies, and there's kind of like a circle of life to Cox Point. Um, but I'm I'm hoping that some good comes of this. Sometimes when when people's backs are against the wall. You see some really cool entrepreneurship and cool game ideas and the industry could get weird again, which I'm a big fan of. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that happens unless of like, you know, people leaving to go to work for a bank. Yeah. There's one or two. And that's, that's part of what we can hope for. It also does seem I saw, and it depends on the game and the studio and who's involved, but you see a couple Post about games just being canceled or studios not doing well because yeah. I saw one or two they could not get the funding. Yeah. So that's where even just money in the industry. And I think it's a combination of what I think Travis said with the following a trend of like, hey, this seems to be the time to do this. Everybody's got crappy news. Let's deliver ours along with everybody else. But also it's the idea of I don't know if funding games, the riskiness. If you see something like Suicide Squad, WB is like, we're not going to have a great year. Well, we had an amazing year last year with Hogwarts that blew every record that they could have hoped for away and surprised everybody. Best even, selling game last year. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. like beat Call of Duty. And then you turn around Great and launch game. Suicide Squad, which I think everybody could have, uh, so many people told them what it shouldn't have been, which is unfortunate. But yeah, it's like those numbers are pitiful now and came out to piddling reviews. So to see even just enter in one studio do that type of stuff, I don't know, it just... Gaming is risky and the budgets risky. are big and that's where smaller, when you have a Bellatro sell 250,000 copies by one random dude, you, you make it and get blown guy, away. Do what? 
You guys, seen, you guys seen that guy on Twitter? He's like yeah. hella surprised that his oh, game is doing one. He's really player. surprised. Yeah, he's loving <laughs> he's, it. He's, he's so adorable. He's just like, you guys like my game? <laughs> and it's one of those, I mean, that Vampire Survivors, those those little unexpected gems. I mean, Pal World, in your head, the concepts kind of work, but you never know if that's going to hit, take off. It didn't have marketing. It was all like word of mouth. And then Sony, I can probably guarantee, did not expect Helldivers to do what it did. So it's really yeah, hard to spend a lot of money and bet. And yeah. I'm kind of with you, Cog, like on that. World. Well, yeah, it's like, but I'm kind of, I'm with you on the worry of the sequels, the remasters, and the un, yeah, unoriginal like ideas that we get. In, well, that's yeah, kind of said that that was their plan already, that that's what they were going to be doing with their Mandalorian. Okay, that also, game. like, I'm, I'm supposedly the Mandalorian game gets canceled. There's enough gamer nerds out there. There's no way a Mandalorian game doesn't find some success. Now, if you make a crappy game, that's a crappy game. But if you make a good Mandalorian game, I got a feeling that would probably sell pretty well. I would think just between the hype of the franchise and if they time it with another season coming out, it would just be, it feels like it would be easy. And they're like, we're not going to be doing IPs. Now, the other thing I saw was that IPs are, they can put less microtransactions in them. They have to like, they can't monetize the game as much. And that could be a reason why they go away from, but I'm like a Mandalorian game, an Iron Man game, a Captain America and Black Panther game or whatever the combination of people are in those games. Those are probably going to do fine, I think, as long as they don't make a crappy game. But yeah, Just if they can't monetize it. Disney games or something, that's yeah. that's a that's an EA argument written all over it. Yeah, I was surprised by that, especially with the pedigree who was on it. You know, as far respawn, as respawn making them. Yeah. You couldn't find a better Mandalorian game maker than Respawn after they just got done doing Star Wars Jedi Survivor and also with their shooting like acumen, they've. They would be one of the few studios I'd probably guys, put that in. It could also be. Oh. I, I mean, obviously, this isn't a reason for the larger layoff, but it could also be that the game was looking pretty bad. Mm. Always an option, you know. They we don't I mean, know what the fair. game looks like, but sometimes, sometimes that is the case. So. And I wonder if Jedi, as much as I love it, got lost in the source with the type of year. You know, saying last year was right with Survivor. I don't Maybe know. How, I don't know if I ever saw how it did that. on sales. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember how it did. I don't. You know, it got an award for no, it got a Grammy or an Oscar for the mm. score. I think it got one of those, but that doesn't really matter. Yeah, I don't know. How, I don't ever remember how it did on sales. They never. I don't think put much out on it. Some, some time ago, down to that profit, man. Yeah. They could have had lofty expectations and targets, and you know, hit the yeah. target. And all of a they, sudden, they, they could were... have they could have square enixed it. Mm. It didn't meet our expectations. Our expectations were <laughs> super unrealistic. Yeah, exactly. Still, yeah. it failed to meet them. Square Enix is one of those that you're like, what do, What are you hoping for? Like, what world just... are you living in where you thought yeah. it was going to do that well? Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah, what be a, oh, we were expecting 20 million in sales for what? <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, yeah, it's been a bit of a journey of an episode. Sorry, everybody, if you made it this far for the derailment in the middle bit, but you know, it's fine. That's the best part. We got to hear about Fast and Furious yes. racing a rocket yes. across the ground as a finale. That is the most Damn ridiculous man. thing I've heard of in a hot minute. So that well, that was great. It's just another day in the Fast and Furious universe. That's all oh, I'll here, say. Here's an interesting question to end it on for you, Travis. Yeah. 
you you've Hit played me, baby. one more time. Um, games, good, bad, and all around that you play. What will yeah. make you put a game down and just not finish it? If I'm getting paid to play it, nothing. I will. I will finish it. I mean, I mean, I've if, if you're getting point. paid for your job, that's different. I'm saying, mm-hmm. on a personal yeah. side of things, what will make you just be like, you know. give it a couple tries, something like it. Just what will make you just not finish a game? Just I'm done. Pretty, pretty much, pretty much anything. Like uh, I will stop. Oh, playing you're easy game stop. At, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I will stop playing a game at like the lightest, just a uh, approaching of me not feeling like my time is being valued or I'm not enjoying it. Like it really doesn't take a lot because uh, nobody likes to play games that they're not enjoying. And if I if I don't enjoy a game, like there's not a lot of hope in me finishing it or getting anywhere close to finishing it. So fair. Yeah. You're an, you're an easy bounce off if if it's needed. Easy bounce off. Easy. Yeah. Dog, where are you at on? Sticking through it, putting some time in, you know, committing, Same. easy bounce off. Yeah, because I learned as I've gotten older, like I, I have to see. Luckily, I'm not like you guys. You sometimes you guys have to do the reviews. So yeah. for me, it's pure enjoyment for me at this stage. So the minute something is interfering with my enjoyment, and I'm like, I don't want to do this. This is yeah. not fun to me. Like I am out. Like it's just. As simple as that. So yeah, it just remember I was telling you with the got the Gotham Knights thing. I, I was like, you know what? All right, let, let me see. I, I was curious, right? And I was like, all right, it's in Game Pass. What the hell? And two hours in, I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, I can't. I cannot. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And that thing was uninstalled. So yeah, my tolerance is That's is fair. less. And then on the flip side, sometimes I do push through things that may be average to above average if i like other aspects of the gameplay that really draw me in and i'm like all right i still like this you know what i'm saying so yeah there's gotta be something that's like some compelling piece that you are enjoying even if there's like friction points around it maybe something still pulling you through yeah yeah that's fair yeah i mean it's uh hopefully you're enjoying most of the time with the games that you choose to play but Mm -hmm. i think uh the the phrase that I've heard um, swimming in sevens. Have you guys heard of this? Mm. It's the idea that like sometimes middle games are time better spent than with like triple A games, because at least when you play a middling game, or at least hopefully if you're, if you're playing a middling game, it is um, more unique and has like more interesting kind of mm-hmm. stuff about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that philosophy can absolutely be true. I mean, I know I've played games where I've been like, well, it's not the best game, but it's just so different that I'm willing to yep. overlook some of the the yep. stuff I don't like about it because it's just, it's fun and it's, it's mm-hmm. something I've never played before, et cetera. So, yeah. um, uh, okay. I, I think it very, it varies from game to game, but, but that said, there's, you know, if I'm not enjoying a game I, and I'm not getting paid to play it, I will put it down with prejudice. I just, it'll. <laughs> I will put that thing down and never look at it again That's or totally think fair. about it. I'll, yeah. I'll forget yeah. I played it. Yeah. I'll be like, yeah. I, you know, you ever play that game? I'll be like, I don't think so. <laughs> Does it sound familiar? What about you? Um, I probably stick with things sometimes longer than I should, but more often than not, like if I'm playing, I mean, Pacific Drive was a weird one. Like I wanted to cover it. I wanted to play it. And I was like, it. it I'm kind of with you. It's like there was something there that kind of kept pulling me back to be like, I want to do a little more. There's one that I've like checked out in the past little while that for me was like, I 
I I was almost forcing myself to go play a little more, and I was like, that's that's the wrong mentality. But yeah. so like mm-hmm. Nightingale, Nightingale's like rough around the crafting edges. But like conceptually, I'm like, oh well, you know, if I make a new realm and go wander around and doing like some of that stuff's cool. Like there there's things I'm enjoying about these things. But yeah, there's there's one there's one right that like I don't know. It's it's weird to even consider playing again. And I've only put a few like little. I put like three hour segments the into it. Is- you're your own boss, so you kind of can just bail. Oh, right? I know. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, like me where I have to do it. Yeah, has to. Yeah, yeah, and that's different. Yeah. It's like mine is a choice. Mine's one of those where it's like depending on if you like. <laughs> mine is a choice. Why did you say that while looking at me? What was that? What was you that? just said? No, it's more the. I, I didn't. I didn't like that. I didn't like the way. You... <laughs> that is not what I meant. No, mine mine's more the idea of like. As I'm doing more variety, all I'm trying to do is like connect with PR and community managers and the agencies that are like handling the PR for these things. So if you reach out to one and then if it doesn't quite go as well as you hoped, I'm going to feel really bad if if you don't like follow through with coverage or something like that. But I'm sitting there like considering the game, the channel and other things. And it's just kind of like. I don't know if this has any benefit to in most of the parties involved at this point. It's almost better just to like. Mm. It's, that's that's the weird part. So it's God, that's I feel like you just broke up with me. Doesn't that didn't that sound like his breakup speech? <laughs> it's, uh, it definitely. I feel like this old. just isn't good for both parties. I think it's hurting you more. <laughs> the breakup line. Yeah, I'm married, so I'm not. I'm married. You're the real anymore. victim here. You're the real victim. Honestly, <laughs> I feel like I'm doing you a favor right now. Honestly, I'm very I'm very married, so <laughs> I, I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna have to yeah. have that conversation. I'm just again. saying. I'm just saying. There's some women have heard that speech for me for sure i think that was very clear yeah he broke yeah. that down <laughs> anywho i was just a, a question because you know it's like as you said swimming in, no swimming in sevens is like it's not bad to swim in a seven like they're not not going to be great or amazing but seven still you have a pretty you have a good time that's literally the definition is good but if you're mm-hmm. if you're if you can't find that if it feels like it's mediocre at best and you're just trying to force yourself to play it's something's not meshing right and that's just kind of one of those it's i haven't had one hit me quite like that and it just didn't land so it was a weird one that was all but i was just kind of curious if you guys i have a friend who has a very 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 fast bounce rate as well and he will just try a lot of things and not stick with them but it's also like if games are in a genre that i think he typically likes and then i try and i'm like hey i think you might like this one no there's so many more that i think that he would but he doesn't. But again, if the, you're not finding the fun, at, I'm at the point where now I'm like, I'm, I think you might have fun. I'm also getting better at judging which ones I think you won't. Because <laughs> it'd be like, hey, how about this one? I'm like, I don't think this one's for you, bud. <laughs> but I try and I know which ones he's probably not going to stick with anymore. But yeah, it's just kind of a curiosity is, you know, I have a friend that bounces really fast off things. But as you guys say, it's like, what's your time? You should have fun in your time, especially if it's yeah. just your hobby and stuff. So yeah. if you're not enjoying it. Don't play it. Well, that's about all I got. Quite a roller coaster of an episode. Fun one. I'll say. Mm-hmm. Travis, I'm sure you saw, but yeah, you got to miss last week when uh covered one of my dogs no longer with us. So I know you weren't here for that. I did so. see that. I'm sorry that that happened to you. Yeah. And I say that as a person who is not an animal lover, but I do understand loss. Yeah. So that was, and I think that was the bigger thing for me is it's, as old as I am, I really haven't experienced that much of it. And I think that's why it hit me really hard. Yeah. So makes sense. Uh, it all depends on context. I saw a five-year-old cry for 
four hours because her imaginary friend died, I guess. I don't know. Oh, wow. It's a real story. Well, <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it's whatever. So, that's a rough go, but uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a mental thing. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. But, you know, we're getting through. No, I just went to go pick up her uh, you know, ashes. Yeah. ashes and stuff today from the stuff. from the vet. So that that was it hit right before the podcast. I'm like, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> I was yeah, doing good. So peaks and valleys, brother. Yeah, that's what it so. is. Certain triggers. No. And, yeah, long, long as you recognize it, it's going to happen. Yeah. Just let it out and be good. Yeah. But other than that, uh, we have still dog noises, but two of them. Out of three, <laughs> yeah. still playing. I feel like Midnight is taking up some Araya's stuff though, because she was always Ooh. like the guard dog. Enzo's always been like the messenger. Like Midnight says there's something at the front door, but before mm-hmm. it was Raya says there's something at the front uh, door, and Enzo was still always like not the first one to the door. Now Midnight's mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna jump through this window to get that leaf. I swear. <laughs> so it's just uh, it's funny. Shout out to Midnight. Yeah, Midnight. Yeah, Midnight is a crazy dog. He is an I absolute loon midnight. puppy. So. Keeping us busy, at least. Nice. Well, anything else for you guys? Anything next week you'll be talking about? Or nothing mm, yet? Outlast Trials. Oh, there next you go. Week. Tell you guys about that. I mean, I, I already reviewed it, so... I reviewed yeah. it last year. I don't know if you guys remember that, but I reviewed it in its early access state. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, I, yeah, I feel yeah. like it's that name has been around for a long time. That's when I saw it finally coming. I was like, oh, yeah. it's finally going official. Yeah, yeah. So. This yeah. is my re 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 review. I think this is my first ever game I've reviewed twice. Mm. I think because I've re- I've done the second review before, where like somebody else reviewed it and then I reviewed it. But I think this is the first time where they've had the same had me do it both times. So nice. I was supposed to re re review um, Disney Dreamlight Valley this year, but we ran out of time because of uh, Pal World. <laughs> Pal World exploded, and then everybody was like, "Forget about that game. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing?" Yeah. Yeah. Cog, any big mm-hmm. news guests? All you guys had Yeah, we had Genki one. on. Yep. Yeah, he was awesome. Genki. Nope, nope. Yeah, Genki. Awesome. It's giving us perspective on Japanese culture and how things are so different. Us Americans think one thing and how things are actually going over in the game industry over there. It's pretty cool. Um, no guests this week. Um probably gonna start diving into Final Fantasy once I pick up my contract. Nice. Yeah, I, it's gonna be all Final Fantasy. You can get that so sequel to the sequel now, so you can go do oh, that. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. definitely. That's what yeah. we're doing. <laughs> so we got that. And then, you guys um, do agree that Rebirth is a sequel, right? Yes. To the first. Just yeah, checking. Just check. Yeah, it's a sequel to <laughs> remake. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check on everything now. I'm gonna be like, uh, I'll, you know. The Mummy Returns is that a sequel? I'm gonna I'm gonna check you guys. I'm gonna check you everything. Check, you just yeah, just check in. I don't know what you guys think is a sequel. Oh anymore. my god! Anyway, <laughs> we got that, and then um, yeah, so we're doing my competitive Tekken. So I'm, I'm huh. your boys getting good in the rank scene. I'm, I'm taking nice. it to these these esports kids, and I'm feeling young right now. I'm feeling Take good. Cool. These kids can't mess with me right now. Cool. Putting up clips on, t- on Twitter. I'm, I'm feeling myself. I ain't going for feeling oh. myself. Hog's feeling himself. We gotta shut the podcast down, everybody. Not the first time I've heard him say that. <laughs> yep, this is the after hours part of the show. All right. Um, yeah. and this has been it Even for the last word, episode number two eighty-six. Thank you guys for all hanging out. You guys know where to find all our stuff. Go hit refresh five thousand times on the IGN site to give Travis a bump. 
Cog, of course, Iron Lords, Last Stand Media. Giving you a nice shout out, by the way. Saw that from oh, Colin. Colin. That was really dope, cool. Dope, dope. Uh, you, guys, nice. you guys are a good family over there. And of course, me. Yes. Covering who knows what game I'm going to be covering next, but we'll probably be playing a little Destiny next yes. week. It does seem. Yes, thank we'll you be... for your wishes. Yeah. Your I'm wishes excited to hop back into Destiny. It's been so long. <laughs> yeah. Guardian games. It's been, it's been like three weeks. I don't know. It hasn't been that long, but it feels like it's been a long time. Somebody said, I think next week's show should be a reboot and not a sequel. <laughs> I think it's a good idea. Reimagining. Maybe a re- We'll do a remix. Or, or you know what we could do? Week. We could do a, we could do a repilot. Do you guys know what a repilot is? I have questions like, about um, this whole phrasing. Like, uh, you know, the pilot episode of a TV show? Well, I know what a pilot show. is, yeah. Yeah, so a repilot would be like um, that season of Scrubs where they did a new pilot with a new cast. Was that they like did a ninth re-pilot. season when they did that? It's something like that. I don't remember, but they this has happened where they like repilot it. And then I believe there was a community episode where they did a repilot where they came back as teachers. And I think you know what I mean? Is it, like, are they like parodies? Is that what it is more than no, 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 no. Oh. it's it's like it's like you reboot the show and you give like a pilot because the pilot episode so is supposed to be the premise of the show that sets up yeah. all the episodes and seasons that follow. And so when you repilot, you're basically being like, What if there was this second show that happened in the same universe or afterwards and then you do, a, do like a re-piloting episode okay so okay. you know the re yeah. sounds very final fantasy issue re- <laughs> <laughs> and on that note thank you guys very much and for this episode it has been the last word, word.